Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 111 for this nice, cold January 16th morning in 2010. That's right. I'm here with uh, Anna Marie Neufeld, um, Annie Emmanuel Marino, and Philip Willis. That's what I get for trying to new- do the names all free fast without giving you guys time to talk. Um, and we are huddled together around a small space heater trying to keep warm. Wait, no, that's just me. My heat is out. I'm cold. I want to go back to bed. My my heat is working, and I've still got the space heater turned on. <laughs> yep, space heater in my butt. Mm-hmm. Pointed at it. Your butt is <laughs> oh, okay. what? You're in San Francisco, aren't you? No, uh, Los LA, Angeles. LA, right. And what? What? How, how hot is it there? Well, basically, if it gets below 60, it's cold. Okay, well, what is it? It's 75. 75. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> What is it here? I don't even know. It's too cold to look. It is 23 degrees here outside, and it feels like it's 45 inside. So <coughs> doing great here. My, it's 40. It's okay. In four or five hours, the heater guy might come by. So. Did he tell you to wait between the hours of whenever I say so and whenever I say so? Essentially. I don't know what to do. That's the Small. problem. If you don't have a, if you don't have a, I don't know. If you don't have a time, what do you do? Do you go out and try and like congregate in warm places during the day and then miss the guy? Or do you do you just stay home and freeze till he shows up? That's Take a really fun. long hot bath. <laughs> yeah, I guess the water heater works. I'll have to come up with some MacGyver system to use the water heater to heat the house. That should be great. I, I don't know if you sh- have enough duct tape for that, Chris. <laughs> I, need, I need more paper clips is what I need. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's MacGyver. I curl up with a kitty, says Sir Erdrick. That's what I should do. Oh, speaking of curling up, um, some of our reviewers have been curling up with games of um, varying repute. Let's uh, let's check out what they had to say. Um, first of all, Anna, you did one, um, but I want to know if you want to cover it. Is this going to be your week. pick for the week, or should we cover it now? Um, I actually reviewed three games this week. Well, I have one from you in here. What are the other? Well, one was a one was a Me Too review, right? Um, right, I did a second opinion for Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. What the heck's a third one? Uh, World of Warcraft. You uh, didn't post it yet, so that's not my fault. No, <laughs> it's not knowing it's, that. Well, it's too old to go on index, so okay. it's going to go in the points of view column. But I well, showed it to you, and I'm, I'm gonna, like, I'm look, gonna, it's done. Anna, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you maybe not to cover the World of Warcraft review just because. We probably Shucky have covered WoW quite a bit on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just scared people just, you know, stab me through the internet. <laughs> but blood is warm. Blood is warm, yeah. <laughs> You're right, though. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to talk about Avion as my pick, so we might okay. as well just cover it as a review. All right, so what, what did you think about Avion? Tell us about it. Avion was actually tough to score for me because I had to step back and think about what was a good game for me and what was really kind of a good game. And in the end, I ended up giving the game a three out of five. So it's an average game. It is like completely down the road average. Uh, You know, it doesn't deviate from being a very traditional Japanese RPG on the PC. Um, It's an RPG maker game. And I'm actually impressed that no one has panned me for the fact that I reviewed an RPG maker game. It's commercially released. Yeah, it's professionally done. It's commercially released. Um, you can actually find it on like distribution sites. 
I got mine off Gamersgate, so yay. Yay. Um, but yeah, I just, I really love these traditional RPGs. Like, this was really what I grew up on. So I'm super stoked to have it loaded up on my PC. I have it loaded up on the laptop. Um, this is the first chapter out of the Orbs of Magic series. And basically, this is where you're introduced to like a lot of the main characters. So at the beginning, um, there's a guy. He's like, I have to stop my father and end this line because we're all evil. And he like jumps off the top of the building with his father. And his wife is like, ooh, maybe I should have told him that I was pregnant. <laughs> and then it skips to 200 years later. <laughs> and you play as the main character, Mel. And this is basically um, Mel figuring out she's the descendant of these evil people and there's orbs kicking around and she needs to make sure the vampires don't take over the world. Uh So the story is a little bit out there. Um, But everything else is very traditional RPG. So you go into the enemies are visible on the map. You go into combat. It's menu driven. Um, it has like all of the standard equipment and stats of like very traditional JRPG, um, has a really kind of cute, but somewhat predictable story. And yeah, you kind of go from there. The, 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 all the archetypes are there. So Mel's the thief and you have like a heavy, um, guy in armor and you have the, the evil chick who really isn't as evil as she seems to be and stuff like that. So for me, this is like four to five. I loved it. I played it to death. I even like went back after I technically finished the first chapter. And because there's uh, these hidden caves and uh, they have like the best gear in the game. They have the best weapon in the game. So I went around and looked for them. That was fun. So yeah, if you liked like very, very down the, down the line traditional JRPGs, but definitely get you it. You gave it a three out of five. Yes. Not a four out of five. I mean, that's that. That was sort of the thing that I started with. Is if I was scoring it for me, if this was what does pause, what kind of game does pause like? Well, that's a four out of five for me. But I mean, it's so traditional. It's so completely down the line. It doesn't deviate at all. So I mean, you know, JC messaged me before the show and was like, "I, I'm just gonna avoid this because I've played too many of these right now." Hmm. It's an average game. So do all these RPG Maker games feel the same, or can they really make one that stands out from another? I feel you can make games that stand out. I'm actually really looking into the publisher that made this at this point. So this And this is uh, a serialized game. This uh, Avion Lord of Twilight is Chapter 1. I'm playing Chapter 2 right now, which is Gates of Darkness. Uh, chapter 3 comes out this week, and I can never remember the name. And Chapter 4 is due out in March. Neat. So, yep, that was my review. Alrighty. Oh, what other reviews did we have this week? We had Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks, finally. (laughs) What what are you laughing about? (laughs) What am I snickering about? Yeah, what's going on here? Well, we... We tend to be a little bit more conservative about how we score Zelda games in general on the site. And so every time we have a Zelda review, we always get, like, six people from game FAQs. We're like, rawr, you guys suck. Mm, okay. And I got smart, and I disabled their account from posting in latest updates. <laughs> <laughs> Just whistle innocently. All right, so <laughs> Zelda Spirit Track said, uh, game pl- Adrian Denauden did it, uh, says, gameplay refined from Phantom Hourglass. Princess Zelda is adorable. 
Um, she's a ghost. Pr- travel is slow and tedious, so it's like every other Zelda game. And side quests and shortcuts nearly all link to weak delivery subquests, so it's like all other Zelda games. All right, so <laughs> he gave it a three and a half out of five because it's Adrian. That's the only score he gives. And um, I think that's uh, that's that's Spirit Tracks, right? When's the last time yeah. Adrian gave something higher than a three and a half? Anyone remember? Uh, um, hang on. It's such an immense occasion. You guys it remember the, it. It was the last Tales game he <laughs> the last played. Tales game. Okay. No, wait. The dungeon game. The really, really hard dungeon game that you stopped playing. Class of Heroes? Um, no. That, it's Demon's Souls. Oh, you gave Demon's Souls. Demon's Souls. Oh, Demon's Souls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like how I say that and you guys all know because it, su- it stood out so much. <laughs> Um, he gave Borderlands scary. four and a half out of five. He oh. didn't quite give five out of five. Hey, Adrian's got some breath now. All right, sweet. He gave Little King story four and a half. Okay, out of five. Little King is like middle of last year, isn't it? <laughs> no. Yeah, what has he done this year, man? Oh, there um, he is. There's Robo Mega. Hi, Robo Mega. There's another five out of five here. Yeah, Super Paper Mario. He gave five to five to five too. Well, he's supposed to defend himself and be like, "Hey, Chris, here's like twenty five games." I have a normal distribution. Shut the heck up. Normal distribution. <laughs> I don't have a normal distribution, but that's because they usually just send me the crappy games to review. He doesn't have a normal distribution. His average rating is 3.57. <laughs> Why do you know that? Because I have like... the review archives open. In fact, <laughs> he has a better review average than I do. And people say that I'm way too generous for games. So there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh boy. Everybody, this is an RPG cast breaking news break. Everybody, please listen. This is very important. Noodle has achieved level 75 in Final Fantasy 11. This has been your RPG cast exciting news break. <laughs> breaking you know, news. Breaking and news. In the last column, that was her uh, New Year's resolution to reach 75 in FF11. She did it. She, she got her New Year's resolution done before I'm, any of the rest of us. I hear she's getting a letter of congratulations from President Obama. And we're going to have a ticker tape parade. And <laughs> returns to June. What is the ticker tape parade? What? What is a ticker tape parade? Um, it's when everybody's like, you're going down the middle of the street and like everyone's throwing all this ticker tape and, and it flitters down around you as you're parading down. Uh-huh. So like fills the okay. air and it looks awesome, but um, it's a pain to clean up. You either have to be an astronaut yeah. or an inanimate carbon rod to get a ticker tape parade. An inanimate car that sounds like a Futurama joke or something. No, nah, it's a it's an old Simpsons reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know, so if you see like all the stuff flittering around in the air during a parade, that's a ticker tape parade. Yeah, the Yankees get a ticker tape parade. It you know, it, it's basically a way to punish the janitors, I guess. Um all right, so we had some other impressions, an import impression from Adelir Lena, Alchemist of Strahl. You can read that. Michael Baker put that up. Go check that out, as well as a preview of White Knight Chronicles, the international edition. Um, I love the little flavor text from this one. Based on various important hands-on previews, White Knight Chronicles looks to be a solidly mediocre title. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. Look hey, think of the bright side. That. It'll drop in price really quickly, so you can get a really solid mediocre title for twenty bucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it all is kind of like maybe I can use this to justify buying a PS. Never mind. A PS. Never mind. Hey, a PS. Never mind. If you get it, we can adventure online together via PSN. How great would that be? We um, can hang out in home. 
Yeah. Dead wow. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even. I've never installed Home. That's what I realized this week. Don't start now. I don't get it. Home. Yeah, you shouldn't get home. Don't get home. Stay away from it. All right. So, how about turning to some opinions from our users? In our thread from last week, so first of all, how you can share feedback on the show, you can email us at podcast at rpgamer.com with either an email or an MP3 file or something sharing your opinions or thoughts or questions or things you want to see us to do on the show. You can go to the message boards at board.rpgamer.com and go to the latest updates section and post in the thread for each episode show. Give us feedback and then we can read your letter like we are going to do now with Mr. Katia Land, who says, um, yeah... There was a lot of talk this episode about burgers, so I went and searched the web for Burger RPG. Most of the results were relevant to the pen and paper RPG Ninja Burger. But I also found a Flash game called Burger Restaurant, which may or may not fit into the RPG classification. If you're feeling creative, think about creating a homebrew game similar to the untranslated Atelier titles or Atelier Annie, in which the hero is trying to establish a restaurant in a fantasy world. I thought that was good. You guys don't want... Do you guys want a burger RPG? No. No? No. Oh. No. Oh, that's just cruel. I Did thought it was a good idea, Caddy Um, All right. What Only if I get to raise the cow and kill it. It's, and kill it. We have another... We also have a phone call. Um, you can leave your phone calls by calling us at... <laughs> um, whatever the hell our number is. Anyone ever remember our number? I know our number. It's 608-729-4098. Jesus, I believe, called us again, and he's been calling us every week. He's also in the chat room. By the way, you can also hang out in the chat room and talk to us during the show at rpgamer.com slash live every week at 9 a.m. slash noon Pacific, or noon Eastern. (laughs) 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And you can leave your feedback then, too. And that's how we can report your breaking news of when you hit level 75 in Dynamis. But back to the phone call. Here's what Jesus has to say this week. The movie could not be played. Well, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> Play the movie. Damn it. What is this, YouTube The movie video? format is not supported. <laughs> no, this is um, Google Voice on my iPhone. It always works. Ah. Hello, RP Gamer. This is Jesus. Um, sorry about the last call. I, uh, I didn't expect the sounds to be, to be picked up quite strongly. This is supposed to be a noise-canceling headset. Apparently, it doesn't noise-cancel very well. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk to you about um, Final Fantasy XIII. I found it odd that you guys all think that it's going to sell better on the 360 in America than the PS3. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that's going to happen. There's a couple of reasons. One, obviously, with the, um, with the PS3's price drop, the system has gained a lot of steam. You know, there, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people buying the system now. So, so there's more parity than there was four or five months ago. But more importantly, every JRPG on the 360 has tanked. At least in America. I'm not sure about Europe, but in America they've tanked horribly. And while FF13 is certainly the mother of all JRPGs, then it's gonna, and it's certainly gonna sell better. I'm not sure it'll sell better on the 360 simply because, hell, Wada said it himself, the, um, the very particular audience that they're focusing on. You know, this, this, this is not a, um, this is not a 
broad appeal game. This appeals to a very specific market. And I don't think that market, for the most part, is on the 360. So aside from you know, myself and a couple of other people, you know, I, so I don't think, so I think it'll sell well on both platforms, but I don't see it doing as well on the 360 as it does on the PS3. Especially if we hear, you know, in the reviews, we start hearing that the 360 version is uh, heavily compromised, which I still think it might be. Yeah, especially if they're heart set on keeping it the three discs. Um, anyway, I um, let's close off and um, and say that we are that I would like to move beyond hamburgers, you know, and and, think, and ask what you guys like to um, to eat for snack food. Personally, my favorite beef jerky, peppered beef jerky. You know, preferably Jack Link. They 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 have a good. You know, they're, they're, the beef is really nice. It's peppered really nicely. You, you get a real good burn in your mouth. You know, it, it, that's that's an awesome uh, that's an awesome snack for me. What do you guys like? Anyways, I'll um, I look forward to hearing you guys and uh, later. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jesus. Um, can can I address that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know about the other people in the podcast. I don't know if the 360 or the PS3 version is going to sell better, but particularly coming out of E3 when it was announced that Final Fantasy XIII was going to be on the 360, there was a lot of people that were insisting that people who had a 360 were still going to buy a PS3 exclusively for Final Fantasy XIII. That, I feel, is erroneous. I think people, if they have the system, are just going to buy thirteen on it. I mean, I don't think that's going to be like 100%, but I think you had people who were like, I'll probably buy a PS3 when 13 comes out because I can't get it on the 360. And then people are like, well, whatever, it's on the 360, I'll just buy it there. Also, I like chips and dip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, who doesn't? Some good French onion? It's interesting because the kind of dip that I love and adore and have been eating since I was a child is not available in the U.S., and what is it? Um, it's Philadelphia dip. So you, we can't get Philadelphia dip in the U.S. where Philadelphia is. It's well, it's the brand name. It's Kraft, actually. It's Kraft Philadelphia cream cheese. Oh, are you kidding me? We got tons of Philadelphia We've got Philly cream, yeah, cream you cheese. You have cream cheese, but you don't have the dip. So Kraft Philadelphia cream cheese dip. Yes, and it comes in onion and dill pickle and uh, chipotle. 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 It actually doesn't taste like cream yeah, cheese. Yeah, cream cheese with like... dip seems wrong. No, no, no. It doesn't taste like cream cheese. It tastes like whatever flavor it is but it's got the consistency of cream cheese and i like that better than sour cream dip so i always thought this was an interesting idea that there's somehow this secret market of people who've been holding out on a ps3 because they're just that final fantasy market and they're not going to buy a 360 and they're just sitting there with their ps2 still and all of a sudden this game's going to get them to go into it i i don't know if i buy into it or maybe they've just been sitting there playing assassin's creed 2 and uncharted I mean, is the Uncharted audience really that big of a difference than the 360 audience? I don't know. Where are these people coming from that are just this separate audience? 
What have they been doing this whole time? That's my question. Well, if they're like me, <laughs> I originally got a, a PS3 uh, a year or two ago because they uh, there was a, a short period of time where they were running a $300 sale on the uh, old backwards compatible ones trying to clear them out of inventory. Yeah. And I knew I was going to want it eventually for Final Fantasy thirteen anyways. Right. So I went ahead and got one. But of course, at the time, there were no RPGs. And even since then, there's only been one here, one there. But um, uh, but you know when I look at the 360s RPGs, there's really not enough there to compel me to go out and buy a 360 either. Thankfully, down the road, uh, a number of those got released on the PC. So I've been playing games like Mass Effect and whatnot on the PC to kind of uh, fill in the the hole until then. But yeah, my P my PS3 kind of sits there, and I do play some Ratchet and Clank here and there and Uncharted and whatnot. But for the most part, it won't get any heavy game time until uh, 13 comes out. So, I mean, the idea here is really that there's basically console gamers who really only care about Final Fantasies. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that possible at this point? Is, is That's yes. such a narrow focus on such with, when video games have turned into such a broad market. Uh, I think so, because, because gamers definitely are, are they're, they're, they're filling in their time playing like MMOs and other things, you know, until then. So and you're saying the they're all PC gamers then? Well, and, uh, you, there's the PC gamer crowd, and then, and I know this sounds kind of silly, but there's a PC gamer crowd, people like me who love playing a ton of different PC games and, and have a wide collection of PC games. And then there's the people who just have a PC just to play their MMOs. I've got a lot of friends that they have a PC that's for their email and Facebook and all that other fun stuff, but it also handles MMOs because, uh, you know, Warcraft and, and those type of games really aren't really demanding. They're not PC gamers. They don't go out and buy Mass Effect on the PC or anything like that, but they, they spend a whole lot of time playing MMOs mm. because you really can't get a good MMO on the console. And, you know, there are plenty of 360 gamers who really only – who who got a 360 just to play Modern Warfare 2 with their friends or just play Halo. So it's not that unreasonable to think someone would pick up a PS3 just for Final Fantasy and that, let that be their one game. Hmm. Wow. I mean, look at how many people play just WoW, Chris. Like, yeah, but Debbie who was, just... uh, uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Who was buying a PlayStation 1 just for Final Fantasy? Is that is that really something we think happened? Yeah, uh, yeah. for 7. So, I mean, cuz yeah. this, this is it's being touted as a trend, but we've had one generation when it was really possible, right? Oh, well, PS2 maybe 2. Cuz it's not like you went out and bought a Super Nintendo for Final Fantasy. Mm. I I don't I don't no, think... because you didn't go out and buy a console, you know, 15 years ago for one game. No. Number one, you bought a console for but, multiple but people. But why would you do it now? Is because my the way that now? we look at video games has completely evolved. We also have it's an entire generation... It's evolved to be a singular focus on just one and thing? And we've also evolved to the point where the people that played the Super Nintendo in their youth are now adults with their own um, income. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to justify to their mom anymore the fact that they want to buy the system for one game. You know. So when, what you're saying is everyone's grown up enough to be able to make stupid decisions on their own. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is there a problem with that? No, I no, guess it's just, not. I mean, at this point, people, we have like, you know, we're not even the forerunners like like anybody on this podcast, I'm talking about people that are like in the 30 to 33 range area. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I have enough disposable income to where I could get an Xbox 360. And if they announced that Final Fantasy 13 was only going to come out on a 360, for me, it would be a system seller. There's other good games on a 360. By themselves, they're not enough to tip the hand for me to go out and spend my disposable income on it. But if all of a sudden it was the only platform that Final Fantasy 13 was going to come out on, or if it was just significantly better, you know, like if it had 60 frames per second, like with Madden and, and PS. Three only had thirty frames per second. Yeah, I might go out and buy a three sixty with the uh, you know with the other games that are out there. Why not? But I guess it really does come down to if, if you have the if you have a PS three and a three sixty, you're going to get the PS three version, right? Oh, absolutely. If you only have, yeah. Yeah. If you only have the three sixty, you're going to get it on three sixty. Yeah, I mean, I you know it, it depends on I think a little bit on how the the reviews you know kind of come out or whatnot. I mean, if it's if it's a significant difference and that that's something based that a lot on what of we've seen, out. well, based on what we've seen, it's more like they've dumbed the PS3 version down to make it more even, right? Really? I th- well, that's there was the whole issue of the screenshots and stuff, like from the demo version a year ago versus the demo version this year, where like a lot of things were noticeably not as um, high poly and stuff as as they were in the previous demo, but. Maybe that's because this is running on final hardware and it's not as beta or something. I don't know. <sighs> yes. How many times have we gone to E3 and seen a demo and then it comes out a year later and we are like, this doesn't look the same as what it looked like when we were at E3. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that... Well, what's so getting it here is because it's the same scene. Well, yeah, but who cares? I yeah. mean, this is the thing that we always talk about, and we've talked about this in the past, too, is it's when people go ahead and make screenshots or, or make movies, they're going to hike the living crap out of it. I mean, this is the whole reason that Torchlight has so many bloody particle effects. It's because it makes fantastic screenshots. Mm-hmm. Screenshots. It's shiny. Do, do you all remember that... Um that Twitter campaign for Final to promote Final Fantasy 13 where they gave a chocobo av- what was it called uh, avatar item yeah that did pretty well right there was a i even heard stories of people buying those free online codes for as much as $50 on eBay wow that's wow. a bit weird i i went ahead and did it even though i have no intention of playing it on the 360 <laughs> so it seems like there's enough of a buzz or maybe people just want a free avatar item well you know what's not going to be free apparently is um uh, what did you find this story here? Oh, that's from like you 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 were linking in the chat room something about home goodies that aren't going to be free. Oh, since we were Final talking Fantasy about uh, incentives to get the, th- the the PS3 version, I was showing all the fifty dollars worth of home goodies and PlayStation. Fifty dollars for those three people. Well, you oh, have to buy the wigs and the and the house and then the items <laughs> and the furniture and so if you want your home to be Final Fantasy Thirteen, you can really do it. So you could have. I love this. It's so you can display in your PS3 home a replica item that you can't use that sits on a stand, right? Well, so when you invite your friends over to have dance parties. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't even pay to have one of these in my actual house. I'm going to pay to have, I'm going to pay to have one of these in my virtual house. Oh my God. Hey, the house is only $5 oh, and each only... item is only $1 to $3. Well, Why what not? was I thinking? Oh my gosh. Um, we have some more feedback, actually. So let me get that back up. All right. Um, <laughs> a letter writer who emailed us at podcast at rpgamer.com, which is always open 24 7, waiting for your letters. I'm trying to get more feedback on the show. Um, 
I wanted to chime in about the security of the, the authenticators, specifically in regards to someone saying that he'd not heard of anyone with an authenticator being hacked. I don't play WoW. So, what? What was, was that? See. Oh. The person who said that they'd never heard an authenticator account being hacked was me. Okay, but why did you make a, a snake impression after that? I said she. <laughs> it, didn't, I was it, sounded, to it. it sounded like you were deflating. I don't know what was going on. I don't play. <laughs> I don't play WoW, so I don't know anything about their community. But Final Fantasy XI uses the same technology to secure accounts. Unfortunately, we've proven that the authenticators are not a perfect wall of defense. And he links a story. Basically, a, cr- a Trojan crashes Play Online. The user restarts Play Online and enters their password and security token code, but Play Online won't connect unless you restart your computer. While this is happening, the Trojan keylogs the username password and token then they go in and clean out as many characters as they can until the user successfully logs in to kick them off the community is equating this to the rmt version of smash and grab tactics of course since then everyone's gotten better about firewalls antiviruses and other security but there was a rash of them about a month after the tokens were released so i highly doubt that wow accounts are hack proof if the incidence is really so low then i'd wondered if that's just because the high population is causing it to get lost in the shuffle or that there are still so many non-authenticated players that the rmt haven't felt a need to go after the tougher marks. I think it's part the fact that there's not enough people that use authenticators, which is actually yeah. why Blizzard is thinking about making them mandatory. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is that Play Online is a pretty really, uh, it's a pretty much garbage piece of software. It is not secure at all. Um, well, okay, what makes it insecure? It's not been programmed to be terribly secure. Well, what do you base that off of? Um, are you just saying it <laughs> because it got the fact hacked? that people can hack into it and well the fact anybody that people can hack, can hack any piece of software given enough time and, and that's desire. true but i mean this is the thing is you have people that are actually like directly affecting the code of the play online viewer you don't get people who are actually directly affecting the wow code because they have that little you know crap that runs in the tray sort of idea so because 11 doesn't have a uh background demon that patrols for security it's somehow you think that that's why they have more trojans on play online yes i think it's because play online is separate and it's a lot easier to trojan something like that than it would be to trojan well, yeah. WoW as a whole um, i mean you know people don't trojan final fantasy 11 online they trojan mm-hmm. the play online well that's the authentication system so that's what you right. want to trojan but um uh yeah it's interesting I want to know. I want to know how long the delay is on a Final Fantasy XI token. Noodle, do you know how long it takes for the password to change on your token? They're not using Play Online for Final Fantasy XIV. For eleven. Oh, she's asking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Noodle asked a question. The chat room. Do, I hope they don't use Play Online for fourteen, and they will not be using that. They have already announced they will not be using Play Online. Noodle doesn't have a token, so if you'd like to hack her recently seventy-five character, please target her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think we have anyone else around who wants to play. Oh wait, somebody else has it. Uh, uh, who? Somebody just said it. Somebody else has a token because they just said they have to enter like fourteen passwords. Oh no, it was Noodle. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, so much for that. Um, go. I. I. I think. Um, I think he's right on with the idea of there not being enough people using tokens, like you said, Anna, and that's probably yeah. what's going on there. It's just not a big attack vector because there's a lot of noobs you can just attack who don't have a token. All right, so moving on to some non-feedback stuff. That's right. It's time for the news. Can I pop in a story really quick? 
And first, it's Anna Renewfield with the ad hoc story. Uh, obviously, everyone's heard about. Wait, the... wait, it's Anna, and she's in Canada, so we should be instead of that we should be doing more like. No, okay, never mind. I give what? up. Ha! Strange brew. Forget it. Um, I'm sure everybody's heard that there was a big earthquake in Haiti this week. Yes. And so, uh, if you're a gamer and you're interested, pop cap today, Saturday only. Um, it's not going to help the people at home, but maybe it'll help the people that are listening to the live show. Uh, January 16th, PopCap is donating everything spent on PopCap.com to the earthquake recovery. Wow, so that's oh. today. Um, today. <laughs> you're, you're making me have to post the show today, then. <laughs> yep. I'm evil. What, wow. what can people do after today if they'd like to help? What are what are some of the options? Isn't there some number you can text to to yeah, donate if money? You, uh, if you are in the U.S., you can text the word Haiti, H-A-I-T-I, to 90999. And that will just, uh, it's, a don- it's a $10 donation to the Red Cross. It'll come in on your next uh, cell phone bill. And-, and even if you don't have a text plan, the charges for that text should be waived by all the companies now. They've all yes. gotten on board with that. And, of course, you can go to redcross.org. I donated to CARE. Um, I know there's a number of other organizations you can do, so please uh, do something about that. And apparently Bungie is donating. Uh, you can buy Be a Hero t-shirts from their be, website. Oh, neat. How much are they donating from that? Up to 77000 <laughs> Gosh, those guys. <laughs> they would put a limit just so it would have the number seven on it. That's awful. <laughs> it's just silly. Right. Hey, we'll help you, but now I thought some. You know, PR. What? I'm going to say, don't go to Bungie and just donate directly, so there's nothing getting skimmed off your donation. I'm sorry, you don't need a special T-shirt. Oh, apparently, I've been corrected. It's everything on the T-shirts and seventy-seven thousand dollars if oh, you play okay. Halo on Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> what? Okay, so go buy a T-shirt and donate on Red Cross, and go play Halo on Wednesday and Thursday. Why Wednesday and Thursday? Oh, no. I don't know. That's weird. So that they can get the word out, I guess. Which Halo? Halo 3? Does it matter which Halo? It doesn't look like it matters. All right. So go play a Halo. You probably want to be online. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) If you're not online, they probably can't tell. All right. So, yeah. Go do something about Haiti, people. You have the power to make a difference. It's already... Apparently, this has been the biggest, hugest, giganticest donation from texting ever. Like, way, way, way more than they ever got from Katrina. I am actually so proud to be a Canadian because what they're doing is there's no fuel in Haiti to refuel the plane so that they can leave. Mm -hmm. So what they are doing is the Canadian... Normally, if you're flying into Canada from and then going somewhere else, you have to do, like, a whole bunch of red tape. What they've done is for the next week, um, like, the planes that are flying over, like, uh, equipment and uh, Red Cross people and stuff, they're hopping from wherever they are to Gander, Newfoundland. They're filling up. Um, huge discount, no red tape, and then they're going on to Haiti so that they can come back. Okay. And no one has ever heard of Gander, Newfoundland before Yeah, I, this. I don't know. Well, isn't Newfoundland, like, really, really far away from Haiti? No. Isn't, I thought that was, like, north of the U.S. Um, yeah, but it's on the east side. Okay. It's so they're, probably... they, they got enough fuel to get down to Haiti and back from that? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Big. I mean, big if they're hopping tank. over from like Russia, yeah, because Russia donated like six. Uh, well, you know, they push the stuff aside. 
<laughs> they pushed I'm the having board. a total mind blank. On yeah, what you the are. Hell is. <laughs> Your mind just broke. <laughs> Bulldozer. Bulldozer. Ah! Oh, they pushed the stuff aside. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's Russia a thingy, and like... it goes the beep beep, and the stuff moves. <laughs> yeah. They they donated like half a dozen bulldozers. Half a dozen so bulldozers. Okay. They came over here and fueled up and zipped down to Haiti and then came back up here and fueled up again and went back to Russia. Wow. All right. Um, so this is I, – I, I was hoping to find stats, but it's well over – I think it's well over $2 million now from, from just text, which is awesome. So keep going, people. Um, that's That's kind of my stab at normal tech coverage, I guess, or, you know. No. High five. High five. I, I got no support for anybody on the show. <laughs> They're all like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> all right. Gosh, you guys are too quiet. Talk, people. Jeez. So, how about that news? <laughs> what is Philip doing? Listening to y'all talk about Haiti. <laughs> I just, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just, yeah. I mean, what can we add? Yeah, you should really help. I mean, yeah, it seems pretty self-explanatory, and, and you already said you don't like the Me Too, so I'm sitting here not saying Me Too. All right, Noodle's complaining because she told me two things, that Canada is really far away from Haiti, and <laughs> thank you, and <laughs> you can also text Yele, what is that, Y-E-L-E, to, do- to donate $5. What? Text it to what, Noodle? You only tell me half things. You don't tell me enough. Is it also the nine oh nine nine nine? Who's Yele? Is it like somebody related to Pele? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, maybe it, people, please join the chat room. So it's not just Noodle telling me random things and getting mad. You can tell me random things too. Oh, okay. So text Y E L E to five zero one five zero one to do five dollars, and hopefully Noodle has verified that for you. But you might want to Google it. Make sure that one's legit. I think it's her it spam is. scheme. I've heard that. I think I've heard that one also being a good one. So, um, Xseed Games has finally confirmed a release date for Fell Hella Knights Two Battle Stance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are more excited about it than you were to talk about my Haiti stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because that that one's so bad. All right, the, the rev- it's a revised edition of Valhalla Nights 2, but I know what you're thinking. Why? What to, could they possibly have added to make me want to play this game when I've read the reviews of the first one? Well, let me tell you. They've added additional warp points scattered in convenient locations throughout the game. The combat has been streamlined with a maximum party size of four members instead of six. Wait, what? <laughs> so you can have a smaller party. allowing for a more deliberate pace and greater party control. It has more customization options for the appearance and status of characters, as well as 19 new weapons and 26 new armor and accessory editions. And other additional content includes 7 new monsters, 19 new quest items, 4 new event characters, 10 new single-player quests, and 10 new multiplayer quests. That's right, it's Valhalla Knights 2, but even more, and isn't that what everybody wanted? No, not really. Not really? You tell me... When you tell me it's a revised version of another Von Hollen Nights, that's like my cat jumping on my lap and telling me he just left a revised version of something in a litter pan. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's nothing I'm excited about. In fact, I have to go clean it out and throw it in the garbage. It's just, no. Oh. Well, how about something that, here's something else that's getting revised. Um, Sting is porting Nights in the Nightmare over to PSP. Now I really, I really like Nights in the Nightmare on the DS, but I wonder how good that can really 
work on the PSP since it's such you know being able to being able to whip your whisper around so quickly with the uh, stylus was an integral part of the gameplay. That little thumb, uh, I'm imagining that's going to use the analog uh, thumb doohickey on the PSP, and that thing's really not great for precision control. And that's kind of what this game kind of calls for when you get into the more difficult levels and you got things flying over the screen you're supposed to be avoiding. I'm going to have to wait on that one. Kind of reserved about that just because of the control mechanic. This is one of those times where the DS control mechanics actually do make a difference in the game. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. But I'm sure they'll – well, I'm not sure. They'll probably rebalance it to make it doable. Um, you know, it, honestly, looking at it from the aspect of someone who plays bullet hell shooters – um, mm-hmm. that is doable with a control pad. Um, obviously, the best is like a, a joystick, but we don't have a mouse when we play those, and that is definitely a doable thing. So, I mean, you can dodge with just some sort of control device. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's doable. Um, Anna's not excited about this? No. No, okay. <laughs> she already played it on DS. She doesn't need to play it again, I guess. Yeah. That's right. All right. How about Myanmar? How about me- Myanmar? I keep wanting to say Myanmar. <laughs> Mimana ER Chronicle. This <laughs> is something we Myanmar talked about a Chronicles. while back. In episode 102, we talked about this coming out um, uh, by Axis Games, releasing it here. They've now announced some bonuses for the first print run. It's going to have a full soundtrack, seven character voicemails for mobile phones. What the hell is that? Seven character. Wh- who cares? What does that mean? Seven character voicemails for mobile phones. Is that in game? Out of game? What? What is this game? <laughs> I still don't remember what it's about. It's an RPG by Gung Ho Works. Um, yeah, it looks very traditional, so Anna will like it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, I, yeah, it doesn't look like the kind of world where characters would have voicemails. Let me put it that way. So I don't really understand what's going on there. But uh, look forward to that when it releases in March 30th and gets completely lost in everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Master Chief says, gung-ho works. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> wow, goodness, people say. Uh, I'm now looking for more vocal hosts. Anyone want to be vocal and host the show? Come on. I need people who talk and react. <laughs> I can't get a rise I'm out of these people no matter what. <laughs> listen to the grasshoppers in the background. Crickets. 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 Yeah. The grass I don't know what the grasshoppers are doing. I was They're muted. eating the crickets probably. I All keep right. on getting muted. Ugh. You keep getting you were I muted. Talk. I make Stop comments on everything. muting yourself, please. Okay, I was gonna say uh, someone mentioned this earlier, but we forgot to talk about it. Um we forgot the staff review for the crystal bearers. Oh, I was right. I was going to do it last. Let's talk about that now. So Final Fantasy Crystal Bears, we finally have our staff review posted by one Mr. Michael Cunningham. And I got to tell you, he loved this game so much. He gave it a five out of five. No, no, he didn't. Um, (laughs) Let's let's go through the uh, let's go through the list. Combat is shallow, almost non-existent. Controls are awkward. The story is phoned in. I think quite literally, somebody calls you and tells the story while you're playing. Um, no, maybe not. Cutscenes look pretty good, though, and some of the music is enjoyable, and it's short, and auto saves for you. That's right. That adds up to a one out of five. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think Michael just doesn't know how to have any fun anymore. He doesn't. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't. Just doesn't understand. <laughs> 
Yeah, and everything I've seen uh, on the coverage on the game on the other sides, I've been reading a lot about it. it. It seems to support a lot of what he's got there. It just, it's just not a fun game. You can slap a Final Fantasy label on it; doesn't mean that it's fun. This I don't looks- agree. I don't agree. First of all, this is a Nintendo game, so like five points right there. And number two is from Square Enix. <laughs> <Five> <laughs> all Nintendo points on our site get five at least out of five. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm making fun of all the comments because Mac has so received bad. some hate for this review. It's a but very yeah, long I- review too. So you're, you're kind of right. The, the 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 you're right. It should be you know five for Nintendo, six points because it's a Square you know Enix game. This should be an eleven out of five. For the first four hours, which is half of the game, it's merely traveling from point A to point B to see the next scene before heading back to point A again, he says. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's half the game. You know, I, I, don't, I don't mind that in a square game. So, I mean, maybe half the game would be fun. You know, it's really just watching an animated movie on your, on your Wii. No? <laughs> well, I do enjoy movies. And the, the story is phoned in, though, so maybe not so much. Hmm. So we're going to say you probably don't want to pick that one up, but um, Anna probably will um, to put next to Black Sigil. So let us know how you like that, Anna. All right? Okay. <laughs> I got no oh. response out of her for that. Oh, wait, Matt. Can I read now one she, quick comment? Maybe now she's muted. What, what, Manny? Oh, uh, let me see. Okay. Why does no one like this game? Lol. Every review I've read has either been factually wrong or just don't even try to play the game. This game is a lot better than what the reviews are saying. It just confuses me. Is it because it's not a traditional FF game or a traditional Dungeon Crawl like the original Crystal Chronicle games? Really? This game is so good. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it say lol at the end? <laughs> wait, wait. Here we go. People demand good game, oh. but when... Hold on. Anna, oh. Anna got disconnected from Skype. That's why she's not talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why we're not very vocal. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to the call. Um, Thank you. We're just talking about call um, comments that apparently that um, ended in lol on the forums. So. Lol. Lol. Um, we're thinking that everyone needs to go out and, and play this as the next RP Gamer game night. And uh, no, actually, we were wondering if you were going to buy this and put it next to Black Sigil. No. No. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Number one, I didn't buy Black Sigil. <laughs> Because, honestly, I don't have the money to waste on mediocre titles. But you thought it was going to be awesome. No, I thought I was going to like it because I wasn't going to have as, uh, as much an objection as some of the things that people were reporting. All right, fair enough. So here's my question. Find... Oh, what, what's that, Manny? Oh, I was going to say, I found the best internet comment so far. Oh, which right. is just complete, Which is complete apologist justification. This game is getting so many bad reviews from the mainstream. It must be good. <laughs> I like that. Yes, yes, that's definitely it. Um, <laughs> so here's my thing: Who thought this was going to be good? What about the previous, like, last four Crystal well, Chronicles I mean, the titles? Is, the Crystal Chronicle games thus far haven't been like abysmal. They um, just okay. Have nobody, been nobody to below average. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is that the first couple were really bad, and then they kind of got better, and then we have this. No, people love the first one. No, you're stamping no. on memories there if you say the first one was bad. People adored that one if they had no. the four people locally. That, that was the problem. Yeah, though, but the, the, those people exist, people. and they were excited for this. Right. But I mean, having played both 
uh, the original Crystal Chronicles and Four Swords. Yeah. I liked Four Swords way better. I wish I could have played either. Gosh. <laughs> I had I had I Michael and Fox come and visit me for like two weeks one year in Brandon. And we played Four Swords while they were there. Oh, you lucky jerks. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to just... I, and those games, too. It doesn't have to be modern games. Let's play those games so I can finally try them. And, and also that, um, that awesome uh, Pac-Man game that they made on the GameCube that nobody likes to play because nobody remembers it. I still it. have my Game Boy and my, my Game Boy SP and my connection cord. Mm-hmm. Oh, a port on the Wii with Internet. That's what that would means. be cool. For I think both that of those. it would be too yeah, laggy, though. What if Crystal Chronicles came out with online? They just ported it future. Would that sell? I um, I don't know Echoes if online would work for it. That would be my concern. No, Echoes of Time was not a port of the original. I mean, you said what they just made Crystal Chronicles of online. You're right. They did it, and I couldn't get anyone to play with me. <laughs> Even with internet, I couldn't <laughs> get anyone to play. You're just a loser, Chris. I know. <laughs> you got you got Michael and Ed to travel to Canada and play with you. I can't well, get them to play the with me on the internet. Here. I can't get them to play on the freaking internet. I mean. Don't don't imply that the reason they came here was to play Four Swords. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't... Okay. Fine. <sighs> Loser, as Wario would say. Thank you, Noodle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Valhalla... Oh, wait. I already covered that. Someone made me go backward in my list, so I'm screwed up. <sighs> well, I'm a loser, so I should probably play Star Trek Online, right? Yes. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the case? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a- anyone who doesn't know, the Star Trek Online beta came out this week. Um, I I jumped on one of the 25 sites giving out codes. I think I got mine from um, from File Planet. Thank you, File Planet. Downloaded that sucker and then waited two or three days for other people to be able to get it downloaded on their machines. And nobody played with me. Just reinforcing the fact that if you are a Star Trek nerd, you will hey, be alone. <laughs> I wrote three reviews this week. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking uh, to it's it. It's not acceptable. Um, I have had a chance to play through the, the intro level in the beta, um, but I, I, I'm going to wait and talk about that later, probably during my pick, um, so you can all know that. Uh, or, well, we'll see. And uh, there's some news that came out in relation to Star Trek Online. So here's what's interesting. They decided, you know what? We're so confident in this game. We think you might want to sign up for, that's right, a lifetime subscription. <laughs> a no lifetime subscription? <laughs> yeah, a no, yeah, a no lifetime subscription. <laughs> um, gosh, it's terrible. So here's, here's the thing that gets me about this lifetime subscription. Number one, it's pre-order only. Uh, no. So here's what happens. If you pre-order the game and, and basically pay for your lifetime subscription right now, it's $240. After that, it's going up to $299. Um, so that's isn't that nice? Basically, you're saving the cost of the game. Yeah, bas- yeah saving the cost of the game. And uh, <laughs> uh, it, you can do, with a limited time, you can get an annual subscription, $100, $120 per year annual subscription. So basically knocking it down from, I assume, $15 a month to $10 a month if you do it that way. And either way, you get some bonuses. You get to play as a Borg. Um, it unlocks a Borg no, race. You get you unlock Borg bridge officers, like Seven of Nine. 
What well, says you get a playable this board race? This is being race. horribly misreported. Oh, well, let's go to the real page then. StarTrekOnline.com. And you go to the section where it says pre-order bonuses. All right, let's see. It doesn't By the way, it. this is like another Dragon Age Origins because on the main Star Trek page, there's a list of like 15 or 16 pre-order bonuses, and you will get about 10 of them depending on where you pre-order from and which version you pre-order. That is awesome. Okay, so here, here, here's from the actual site instead of 1UP's horrible misreporting. Um, lifetime subscription, $240. Offer valid only if you pre-order the game. You get playable Borg. Anna, they're right. Okay. You get playable Borg. Lifetime access to Star Trek Online. So sorry, one up for the insult. Two additional car- character slots as well, which I don't know what that does. I mean, why do you need more characters? Um, if you don't have, you have a finite amount of uh, character spaces. Yeah. And if you want more, you have to microtransaction buy them. Who wants to do a lifetime subscription now, when you've had no chance to really play the game? That's just crazy. Yeah, Lord of the Rings does that too and they okay. did that originally when people were putting out the pre-order bonuses the yeah. borg race was a borg bridge officer uh-huh well that's a pre-order bonus but this is this is a lifetime subscription bonus yeah when people were first talking about this yeah all right well here's Unless the thing there's two different ways i'm you get on the their site now so this i know is right. i right. believe you all right it could be there's two different ways to get the borg yeah probably um the the 12 month thing offer valid with pre-orders only uh, two additional slots, $120 a year. And I have no idea what happens after the game comes out based on their original page. They're not talking about what happens after the game comes out. So I don't. I saw somewhere that it goes up to 300 bucks if you want to do an online uh, lifetime subscription after the game comes out. But now Anna has me thinking maybe, you know, not to trust what I read. Oh... <laughs> Gotta love do, messes do you, like this. Do any of you know someone that's gotten a lifetime subscription for something? You know, I would buy one to WoW just to have it, but they don't offer it. And that's the only one I think would be worth doing it to. I have to agree with Chris on that one. WoW is the only MMO that I've constantly gone back to over the years. Every time no, no, they no, patch not, or not would you buy good. one? I know, do you but know no. anybody that has one? No. No. Okay. I think I'm the only one that does, and it's one of my old roommates, and he bought a lifetime subscription at Planetside, and I think he played it for about two months and Ooh. never touched it again. Ouch. Mm. Ouch, ouch. Do you know how much it was? Um, it was a couple hundred dollars. I've regretted buying three, you know, some, on some of the MMOs, they have the three-month packages, and, and I've regretted buying those before. That's why I won't buy a lifetime. Ah. Uh. Ironically, I got a six-month wow, and then I ended up stopping playing for two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah. My sub's up in a month. I'm going to decide what I want to do from there. Sorry, you brought up wow. I still haven't figured out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not happy about that game right now. It's like, I want to play it, but no one wants to play it with me. And oh, it's just why, are you, why aren't you happy with wow right now? Uh, just, I can't do any of the high-end content with my guild i'm just i'm ah. not committed enough to do that and i don't have anyone to really play with other than the guild what about we the were... rp gamer guild <laughs> yeah we were we were having actually it's funny you should mention that because i i was talking with two of my wow friends and and we were discussing the fact that they're we're pretty much divided down the middle we've got half of us that are just totally gung-ho hardcore and they play every night and then there's the other half of us who play 
two to three times a week for a few hours and whatnot, and there's no way we can keep up with the other half. And mm-hmm. it's totally divided, and we never play with them. We might say hi to them in guild chat or something, but it's a, well, it's a totally <laughs> like chasm. And and this is the funny thing because you know I sit on Skype talking with Chris and Michael, telling them that 15 hours of rating a week isn't really that big of a deal, and they're like, "Are you insane?" Yeah. And then I tried it's, to do it, and I realized, yeah, 15 hours is light rating in that guild, and that's crazy. <laughs> and then, you know, well, and I mean, if you do 15 hours, you, you still got to spend a few hours uh, doing whatever else you need to do. Every hour that yep. you are doing hard rating, you need another hour outside of rating to farm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to farm. Yeah. No. Read, you do not. You do not. Only if you want to be good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't, hard, I wasn't doing it. I was only doing the rating, and... So I, I, every so often I had to get some potions, but other than that, you know, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm still paying Dangar back for the 3,000 gold I borrowed from him. Oh, nice. Jeez. Uh, I had the other 6,800. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so... Who here? I like. Has... Oh, wait, wait. I like Master Chief's comment here. For two hundred ninety nine dollars, you can get the complete series for both the original series and the next generation, and probably a good bit of Deep Space Nine. I think that is a much better way to spend two hundred ninety nine dollars. You know, if, if people desperately want to spend two hundred ninety nine dollars, I could use a PS three. Send it to Haiti. Just saying. Not the PS three, but the money. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need the PS three. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Speaking of the game you want to play on that PS3, Final Fantasy XIII had a bus tour. This was awesome. So here's the, how we're going to advertise our game. We're going to buy a bus. We're going to fit it out with eight game stations, drive it around San Francisco, tweet the location, wait for people to show up, and have them play a demo of Final Fantasy XIII. That's right. <laughs> this is getting the name out. <laughs> getting Sounds like fun. Honestly, I have seen very minimal good press about this and all sorts of bad press about I, this. The, the lines were long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people I found mean, it. If you don't live in, in San Francisco, you are screwed. Like, they would have been so much better off putting a... A demo kiosk inside every GameStop or something? Yeah. Yeah. Or letting everyone download it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, a demo online. A, a wow. Demo. Like, this is hype. But and it's tons of hype. Everybody's talking about this stupid thing. But I mean, not a lot of people are saying good things about it. It's, it's well, sort of there's like, no no coverage is bad coverage, right? But it sort of sounds I like I will know. disagree with that. <laughs> In fact, I feel bad for Sonia because Sonia is just getting pounded with all sorts of is crap she? on Twitter. Oh, okay. What were you gonna say, Manny? Uh, it just sort of seems a little bizarre, like. Uh, we know we have such a hold over you that we'll make you stand in like five hour lines to play a demo we could easily give you. Well, you know, that's Japan, I think, which is blocking a demo, not them. What I, what I imagine came up here is like they want to do something. Japan said no demo, and they said, well, how about this? And they said, okay. Well, the one-up crew looks so cool standing outside in front of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently, um, I'm being told in the chat room that Jeremy Parrish, I'm glad Michael isn't here because Michael doesn't like Oh, I'm sorry. We all love we love everyone else in this industry, and we would gladly work with, together with them. Except for um, our rivals, Act of Time Battle. <laughs> Act of Time Babble. Oh, excuse me. Damn um, rivals. 
That's right. They are rivals of ours. Screw those guys. Listen to us and give us more ratings. Um, the buses where Parrish said that the, the 360 and PS3 was the same in performance. <laughs> so he says that there isn't going to be any performance difference. So, hmm. Okay. No reaction to that. Okay. The bus is cool. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Thank having the bus. <laughs> it looks neat. It just reeks of like cosplay, the cosplay mobile. Oh, can you imagine driving up and opening the back and just a bunch of cosplayers come out? Oh, man. It's it's almost like a rape mobile for like a for Comic Con or something. That's probably what it is. <laughs> hey, get in the back. We've got Final Fantasy back here. Don't worry, you can trust us. Uh... So, what you guys typing? I hear lots of typing. Mass Effect Two. We're typing it out. No, <laughs> you said that <laughs> right, right so when I was working I was on saying the next thing. <laughs> playing on playing typing of the dead here while I'm casting. Typing of the dead. That's right. Yeah. Knock down those zombies. Just got to type out a few paragraphs. Right. Mass Effect 2 um, is getting another no- a novel. So how many have they had now? Like a bazillion. This is the third one. The third but don't read the total. description for it. It spoils so much. Okay, so don't read the description for it. Um, they're going to have um, a third Mass Effect novel called Retribution and written by the same guy who did Re- Revelation and Ascension. It Drew is Carpegian, also, right? It, yeah. It is also a... What is it? Um, a prequel to Mass Effect 2, right? So um, I don't know what the point of that is since it comes out in July. Yeah, does the book really need two prequels? <laughs> the game, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the game has – well, this is a, a sequel to the book, which is a prequel to the game, which is another prequel to the other. <laughs> Master Chief's saying, Retribution, such an inspired name. It's like this is not high literature, all right? They don't need great names for this. Just be happy it's a name and it's not Mass, Mass Effect, Effect Crime and Punishment Part 2. <laughs> like, don't, don't get the old man in Mass Effect? Yeah, the old man in the Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> the old man in the Massive Prostate. No, wait, that's something else. All right, so Japan Review Check. Oh, wait, I'm reading one ups headlines again. I got to stop. Japan doing Review that. Check! <laughs> it's not ours, it's theirs. I can't. Uh, it's copyright infringement or something, probably. Right? Too bad. They uh, one-up reported on the review scores for Valkyrie Chronicles 2 on PSP, and this is a good news for us. It's good. It got a three nines and an eight. So that's 35 points and a platinum award in Famitsu. So, yay. Looking good. Um, the quote was, the charming watercolor-like visuals of the previous game have been dulled a bit on the PSP, but a mountain of pluses more than make up the difference. Uh, the system, which mixes action and simulation elements, is as good as ever and has been further enhanced. You can feel the originality in this game, and I love it. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. hopefully they, hopefully they've worked out some of the mechanics and the AI and stuff. I, re- I, I really, I, I like the first one, but I really felt like it was hinging it too much on preset puzzle uh, elements because the 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 AI and stuff was the, the the mechanics of the game had to be necessitated that the AI be pretty darn dumb because if the AI played anywhere near the level of the player there would be a lot a lot of deaths if the if the AI for example came up and headshot you the way you normally go up and headshot people in, in that game yeah. it, it would yeah it, it just wouldn't exactly be as much fun so they necessarily dumbed down the AI so it doesn't make such great decisions but now. The game isn't so challenging. So how do yeah. they make it challenging? They add in a bunch of puzzle elements. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that the gameplay, the, you know, the base game has been 
better enhanced. Yeah, the, yeah, it's one of those things where the conceit of the game kind of kills its believability and the AI and the challenge. But uh, what are you going to so, do? Because you want to have that control. I don't know how you fix that. It's kind of inherent. To you, that you'd have to actually, yeah, you'd actually have to change the the some of the core rules uh, yeah. uh, on the game itself. You'd have, yeah, you'd have to start with the foundation. Yeah. What are you going to say? It's going to be. The, oh, is this going to be the big RPG of for the PSP of 2010, 2010? Excuse me. I probably will among our staff. Uh, I think the only other big title that's been announced is uh, Lunar and Fantasy Star Portable Two. It's Lunar. Lunar. Yeah. I gotta hammer that into you now because it's just deal with it. <laughs> I just gave up on that long ago. It's Lunar. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of big RPG titles, uh, Dragon Age Origins almost got its extra DLC. <laughs> almost, almost. That's mean? right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, the the uh, the Return to Ostagar stuff came out on Xbox Live on like the thirteenth, and then got pulled on the fourteenth. <laughs> So um, this is weird because it got put out on Xbox Live without really any sort of an announcement other mentioned on their blog. Promised to be on the PC the same day. Then it had some sort of weird glitch where, um, what was going on? The uh, An issue with specialization classes. And they said, don't download it and we're pulling it from the game or pulling it from live and we're going to fix it. And now no one has it and we're still waiting for it. And I know as of last night, it's still not out for the PC because I was looking for new DLC and nothing. So um, the future of gaming is here. Maybe they're doing like Fallout Three, where you know it was able to get into the news every week by having bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> Master Chief just thought the same thing in the in the in the chat room. That's how they got on our radar every week. Is that, you know we'll put out DLC and then have a bug and we have to pull it and then we'll pull it out next week and that way we get two weeks of coverage. And then we'll have a separate announcement for the PS3 version, a separate announcement for the 360 <laughs> yeah. version. Yeah, the PS3 version of Dragon Age doesn't still. We don't know when that DLC is coming out for it at all. <laughs> so, isn't that great? You know what is great though is Nintendo's <laughs> sales over the year. This is crazy. Have you seen this? No. Would you like to tell us about it? I would like to tell you about it. So for starting off, the first story was about their uh, Japanese sales. Uh, they have the top titles of the year. So, you know, top 20 games sales-wise in Japan. Dragon Quest Nine was number one, which, awesome. I wish an RPG could do that here. <laughs> Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver was number two. So number one was 4.1 million. Number two is 3.38 million. Number three was New Super Mario Brothers Wii at two, around 2.5 two million. Then Tomodachi Collection, only in Japan, 2.3 million. Final Fantasy 13 at 1.7 million. Poor Final Fantasy, it should be higher. No? Nah. Then Tomodachi, mm. I think. Um, Wii Sports well, Resort at a million oh. and a half. Wii Fit Plus at 1.3 million. Monster Hunter Tri, still going strong with almost a million. Inazuma 11.2 for the DS at 943,000. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, Mario and Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story, We Fit, Professor Layton and the Spectre's Flute, which I believe is the fourth one. Um, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. RE5, Yakuza 3, Rhythm Heaven, yay Rhythm Heaven, Mario Kart Wii, Fantasy Star Portable 2, and Pokemon Mystery, Mystery Dungeon, Explorers of Sky. Hey, I'm happy Yakuza 3 made the list. That's a lot of Nintendo titles. Yeah. And it's like, what, two PS3 games? A couple PS3 like, games, yeah. And Port, where's the 360 games. on here? 
It isn't. <laughs> wow. I, I should just go live in Japan. I like the way things work there. <laughs> RPGs get the respect they deserve. Yep, yep, Nintendo yep. and Sega are still the best gaming companies. Wait, it's how like many a RPGs different on the list? world. Oh, we have one, two. Well, they get number one and number two. <laughs> Is it really number one or two? Then they have. Do we count uh, Monster Hunter? Um, oh wait, um, we have Monster, Final Fantasy three, uh, thirteen. So that's so that's three. And then so... Mario and Luigi at eleven. Inazuma mm-hmm. eleven at nine. Nine. Um, we cover Yakuza, so that's six. Yakuza, yeah. And what? One. Yeah, that's portable. like seven Fancy RPGs. Portable too, yeah. Nice. And, and no, oh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon as well. Oh, we forgot Kingdom Hearts. And Kingdom Hearts. That's a ton of RPGs. I love wow. this. I'm going. To oh, Japan. even the new Professor Layton has a min- has an RPG when you beat the game in that's it. That's right. <laughs> Half the list Bam. is RPGs. Awesome. <laughs> um, so that you know, that's their. Um, that's crazy. Uh, but then combine that with uh with what's going on in America, where we have the yeah, overall. Well, hold on a sec. I got a question. How long has Pokemon Heart Gold been out in relation to Final Fantasy Thirteen in Japan? A couple more months. So it's been out longer, yet it still continues to totally outsell Final Fantasy Thirteen. And you know, it took a whole heck of a lot more money well, than you know Final why. Fantasy Thirteen. I'll, I'll answer your question right now. The Pokewalker. The yeah, Pokewalker. that that's uh, yeah, that was you know when I was in Japan, everyone was just holding those things up. No, but it's not the Pokemon. <laughs> I was out when I was in Japan when Pokemon came out, and um, I don't know. So so that was September, and when was Eleven out? November. So it had a two month lead. Um, I you know I could see Thirteen catching up. Possibly. Well, I can understand why Pokemon is so well. Sort of like a, I mean, a it is Pokemon, so I guess that's a stupid thing for me to say. It's Pokemon. It's going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I was an executive there um, making the decision what games to make next, I'd say crank out some more Pokemons. Yes, because that's Pokemon what they do. They, they, they choose between the two. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Well, we so can make Final Fantasy thirteen, or we can make more Pokemon. <laughs> but we can't do both. Well, Pokemon. <laughs> well, I mean, why would you Why would you spend $10 million to make $15 million with Final Fantasy when you can spend $1 million to make $25 million with Pokemon? Yeah, you know, yeah you're right. They're probably, they're probably going to do both, but let's take a look at how well, many Pokemon Considering they're made by different companies, yeah. No, but I mean, that is a valid point. I mean, that's why uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 is really just Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey on the DS and not like a big budget PS3 follow up to the to Nocturne. Yeah. Yeah. I just I see a pattern there and it's going to continue to be harder and harder to get these these really high end RPGs out for the PS3 and Xbox and whatnot when it's really just much more economical to create these little shoot offs on the DS and PSP. The margins much higher. All right. So Mm -hmm. check this out. Um We've got MPD numbers for hardware sales and stuff for December and November. Um, all right, so let's check this out. The Sony issued a statement saying their PS3 sales have been nearly doubling every month since October. December's 87% year over year. Uh, Microsoft called 2009 a breakthrough year and pointed out the console sold over 10 million u- units over the whole course of the year. And Nintendo just said, hey, we have shattered, shattered records and um, we presume went back to having money fights in the break room, says the one-up writer. So, December '09 hardware sales for the Wii, three point eight million. <laughs> that is a ridiculous number, followed by three point three million DSs. So apparently, people said, "Screw the recession, we're buying Nintendos." 
One point three one point three six million PS threes, one point three one million Xbox three sixties, PS PS three outsold the three sixty again. Interesting. Um <clears throat> Or is that for how often does that happen? That rarely happens, does it? PSP six hundred fifty four thousand, PS two three hundred thirty three thousand. So that's quite the month for Nintendo. Over seven million hardware units. The software was interesting. New Super Mario Brothers Wii sold the most at two point eight two million. Um, you know that's you know what's sad. Yeah, I just wrote read you the year long title uh, year long totals for Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Look at these December numbers for the U.S. that aren't a full count of the U.S. 2.82 millions for New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Uh, let's compare that. What was the overall sales for New Super Mario Brothers Wii in Japan? Was was it even on here? Uh, 2.485 million. So in Japan, mm-hmm. in the U.S., we outsold the Japan numbers for the year in a month, unless it was all out just in that month. Maybe no one knows. No one can tell me. When did New Super Mario well, Brothers mm-hmm. Wii come out? Uh, it was towards the end of November. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Wii Fit Plus, 2.4 million. Wii Sports Resorts, 1.79 million. The Wii is just on top in December. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for 360, 1.63 million. PS3, 1.12 million. Wii Play, still up there at 1 million. Mario Kart Wii, still up there at 936,000. Assassin's Creed 2 at 783,000. Left 4 Dead 2 at 728,000. And Mario and Luigi Bowser Inside Story. That's right. We finally got an RPG up there. 656,000. We do love shooting stuff. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Modern Warfare um, is the best-selling title. Right? No, it isn't. <laughs> it still loses to New Super Mario Brothers Wii. <laughs> that is interesting, though. So our, our top-selling top game in one month is better than Japan's top-selling game all year. No, no, no. Dragon Quest IX oh. was a top-selling game all year, and that was over 4 million. And in November, we had 4 million for Modern Warfare 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right, then. You're right. Uh, wow. Japan is such a small market. Um, 4.1 million for DQ9. Modern Warfare 2 and 360 did 4.2 million in November. And then you can take the, throw the PS3 version on top yeah. of that. <laughs> Over six wow. million. Um, yeah. Poor Japan. Maybe I don't want to move to Japan. <laughs> It'll be you and like five guys who can buy all those games. <laughs> At least you'll probably be able to play Crystal Chronicles on. I mean, with a group of people, right? It's such mm. a weird market. I don't know. It the Japan market drives a lot of the Japanese development, and thus what we get here. And yet, it seems to be so much smaller. That must be why Square Enix is so freaking obsessed with Western development. It has to be. Well, we are the the biggest market, right? Appeal to us, and you what? Triple your sales? I guess so. All That's right. what we need. You know what we need? We need Final Fantasy Warfare Two. Now that would probably work. <laughs> Cloud is driving <laughs> machine guns and hand grenades and stuff as they take over an airport or something. Call of Duty so what, Six. Fantasy so we need frosted Warfare. frosted tips with uh, M16s. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. Feathered hair, frosted tips. I want to throw M16s. a grenade and it turns into a bomb and explodes in the enemy's camp, like a bomb from Final Fantasy. Just <laughs> balloons up. Uh, I don't know. That would be weird. What, what, instead, of that, a... instead of that weird knife thing, yeah, what would you? It we, would be a could... dirk. You would throw a dirk. Would that be what you do? Yeah, you could even mix in since Pokemon's doing so well. Mix in some Pokemon. Put um, Pokeballs into the rocket launchers. Throw them at the, you know, fire them at the enemy. Pokeball opens up and Bahamut comes out or, you know, Shiva or something, but then just oh, totally dips. So instead the of napalming people, you Pokebomb them? 
Or you, you just Pokeball. throw out, you just fly over and throw out tons and tons of Pokeballs that explode and like the monsters come out. Man, awesome. the Pokeball spamming in this game is too much. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the Atma weapon glitch. Oh no! <laughs> All right. Um, the well, here's a game that's not going to be that good uh, as that one. Uh, Fantasy Earth Zero. It sounds like the title's right for it, though. Fantasy Earth Zero could work for that game. Um, this is a free-to-play MMO that's been out in Japan for a while. Um, and it's finally coming out here. We've been seeing this coming for a while, haven't we, Anna? We've been able to say this was going to happen. Mm, not officially. Well, I know, but anybody who's looking at things could tell it's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> um, Gamepo, which I believe is the combination of Depot and Game, but I'm not sure because you could also pronounce it Game Pot, in which case you're doing a lot of smoking, I suppose. Um, they're going to be publishing uh, Fantasy Earth Zero in North America in 2010. It's a large-scale player-versus-player, um, free-to-play MMO. Uh, oh, there's a quote from a press release. This should be great. Imagine a world of perpetual warfare, legions of unique classes, and a hyperactive battle system. Think the best seats at Gladiator or Braveheart with the action ratcheted up to 20. Here's my question. Oof. What is the scale? To 20. 20 out of what? I mean, is 20 higher than 10? I guess it's higher than 10. Okay. Um, it's quite unlike any MMORPG available. R50 versus 50 PvP system is pure pulse-pounding excitement. And now for the first time ever, North American players can step into a world from the creators of so many high-quality RPGs completely for free. No? Yeah. Can't really follow up on that. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna wait for Fantasy Earth One. <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> is that the sequel, <laughs> or do you go down? Fantasy Earth minus one. <laughs> uh, Anna, do you know anything about this game itself? Like, not is it really. Does anybody like it? Does it do well in Japan? I I haven't been paying attention to it because i was it was sort of a situation where it might come it might not come it's coming or maybe not and, and, oh. <laughs> is square enix actually the one who makes it they must just publish it in japan right as far as i know they just publish it phoenix but again soft i haven't been it. paying yeah, i just like, got a phoenix soft yeah. spelled f-e-n-i-x because that's how you spell it's, it's one of those games where it was like square enix publishes it we might get it we might not there was a noise, then there was a noise. And, <laughs> well, and now I there's noise again. Like I just made some noise. And it's abbreviated Fez, not to be confused with the really awesome-looking independent game coming out later this year. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, so, back to Zelda? Because, you know... Zelda! <laughs> Zelda is doing like Fallout 3 did, where every week they just have somebody say a quote about Zelda, and thus it's in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Fee's anime um, boldly stated today that the goal for the new Wii Zelda is nothing less than perfection, says the one-up writer, Chris Pigna. <laughs> um, right now, it's still in development, Reggie said, but that key message that Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto and Mr. Eiji Aonuma are telling us is that it really has to be perfect when it launches. That really it is what the Zelda fan is expecting. Um, I'm sorry, I read a quote like that, and it's just such PR baloney. <laughs> Who's well, going to release a game that's not perfect? Who, whose goal is to have the game suck? You know? Matt Hazard. Matt Hazard, okay. 
I will. Well, as you know, Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto-san only releases games of the highest caliber. Only, only of the highest caliber. Mm-hmm. And Aonumi-sama is can do whatever he wants, and I will, I will buy it. <laughs> so you need, you need to throw the sama in there, just, oh, just to really right. elevate them. A I, I thought the Mister in the Sun was enough. <laughs> no, no, no. Mister Phil and me, son. Phil fees anime. Phil's anime. I don't know. Fees anime. Fees anime. Fees anime. Um, re- that's re- oh, <laughs> the one up freighter. It's gets a little snarky um da, 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 da. so that's all we know it's going to be perfect though so look forward to a perfect zelda game so what is what is what is there it's so this leads into my question for you what is in your perfect zelda game well even better yeah. does that mean that spirit tracks was less than perfect and they released oh, it knowing obviously, that obviously and <laughs> so was so was twilight princess how dare they i know I, so, well my I perfect think, zelda yeah oh no go ahead i was i want to cut off jay I was going to say, I think that they definitely need to come up with something that's different. They've been, I mean, really since Ocarina of Time, each successive successive platform Zelda has really just been a refinement on on what Ocarina of Time has done. They really haven't done anything new or different in a while, and the formula is starting to get a little stale, Um, especially when you compare it against – um, some of the other uh, platformers that are coming out that are competing against it. It's time for them to do something new. Isn't we motion a plus enough? Mm. Will you never <sighs> be satisfied? So, yeah, let's break it down. What are the elements you want in a perfect Zelda game? Do we need motion-based sword fighting? Well, we motion plus is going to be there whether we want it or not. Well, I know, but in a yeah. perfect, <laughs> but we're talking about a perfect Zelda game. Should it be in there? Well, the perfect Zelda game would be me, ten years old, and it'd be nineteen like ninety five. <laughs> so, link to the past again. <laughs> actually, you know, as you mentioned that so the, some of the Game Boy ones were actually some were some of my favorite Zelda games. Which ones? The Capcom ones or the first one? Uh, Link's Awakening. Link to the past. Link's Awakening. Uh, link to the past uh, is Super Nintendo. All right. Uh, Link's Awakening, and then the two Capcom ones. We okay. had like two different. We had came out with two versions at the same time, right? Yeah, Oracle, Oracle Ages, of Oracle Ages of Seasons. Yep. And they did one was puzzle based, one was uh, more comet oriented. Yeah, people really like those. Well, yeah. maybe maybe what they should do is like what they're doing with Metroid Asteroid. What is it, Asteroid M? I think where they're kind of going back to the two D side scrolling routes. Maybe that's what they need to do. I, I think what they need is to go back to Zelda one and add some more RPG elements, which I think would make it more like the Game Boy ones. And then, uh, yeah, actually, go to Link's Awakening and add some more ga- you know RPG elements to it, and then I think you'll have a really good game. But I don't know. No. You know the, the thing that yeah. bothered me a bit about uh, Twilight Princess is I don't like the idea of constantly flinging my wrist around for like the 30 hours that game lasted. Yeah, that would not be good. And with Wii Motion Plus, that means we'd have to take much broader, I mean, much wider swings, right? To accurately simulate our sword? No. Wii Motion Plus is supposed to make it more refined. It's more refined, so hopefully... Obviously, if you've played Wii Sports Resort, you know this doesn't work out. But ideally, flailing your your arm is not the best way to play. So you no, would have and short, small reserves. Twilight Princess and had no problems at all with flailing or anything well, like that. There like, wasn't never... sword combat in that. Like it wasn't the same in Twilight Princess. It was just sort of shake it and you move the attack, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a little more complicated than that, but yeah. No, you shake for one attack and. You, you twirl for, for another, and yeah. you stab for a third one. Yeah. 
but he never really had any problems with right. But imagine imagine blowing that up to every combat being an in-depth sword fight where you have to block and and parry and repost. Um, I'm the one to play Dragon Quest Swords. Okay, I I meant a good combat system, Anna. Are you gonna, you gonna tell me Dragon Quest Sword had a great? No, but I, I mean, pl- you're I played about- the demo for that. That was slash. <laughs> now slash diagonally. All right, now slash the other about diagonally. A game that, you know, basically you're trying to say, oh, it's gonna be a bad game. You have to flail around all the time. I love Dragon Quest Sword. My point the is that, that you my won't have to. Called f- out my arm has nothing to do with the quality of the game. My my point is not that is hopefully that you won't have to flail around, but you know that you're going to be in a more if it's done well a high tension thing where it's like um, a lightsaber duel or you know a good sword fight like so, the boss battles in Twilight Princess. I don't know. Did, Did you, you not have... play Twilight Princess? I've not. I've I finished the first dungeon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, when you get to the more difficult enemies, like guys, you have to block and roll around and hit them from behind and stuff yeah you had to hold out the Wii remote like a sword and block it not quite yeah that's what I'm I'm okay I'm, what I'm I thinking want. of like a fencing duel or something but what, what are you thinking Manny I'm thinking if they can somehow manage to fit the vitality sensor into the game <laughs> <laughs> so if your pul- if your pulse is too low they're gonna throw more enemies at you sort of thing right I wonder. They're like, oh, you're not excited enough. All right, let's give him a heart attack. Ah, oh, oh, he is having a heart attack. Um, <laughs> let's give him a heart container. <laughs> but you know what? Really, being seriously though, I would love like a, a Metroid Prime style kind of reboot or reimagining. Yeah. Just sort of like sort of sort of this. We all thought Metroid was this 2D thing, and it's Metroidvania. That's what it's supposed to be. But then they completely sort of blew our minds with what a Metroid should be and what it could be. And I would love to see that. Happened with the new Zelda title. So you weren't you know, a fan of Shadow Complex? Maybe go in that yeah. direction with a Metroid? Well, we'll go back to its roots, you mean? Back to Super Metroid? Yeah. Well, I thought Metroid Prime was just, I mean, from playing a lot of those 2D Metroids and sort of Castlevania-style games, and to go and experience that in a 3D space, I thought that and was pretty And now to amazing. go Ninja Gaiden on it um, should be interesting. So, well, that's so Link should go Ninja Gaiden? Well, I could see that. Some... Oh, can you imagine Zelda in a tight-fitting um, biking uniform, you know, and then there's lots of kung fu that I don't know where Link learns kung fu, but he just has it. Would he, would he, would he be able to talk, though? Don't you need to be, like, emo in those games? Mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's tr- it's kind of hard to say what we should really think Nintendo, because it seems like we're sick of this. A lot of us... Well, like me and JC are sort of sick of the same thing, right? JCS, excuse me. We're His sick of the same Phil. thing. Phil. <laughs> JCS. <say> Phil. <laughs> Fine, me and Phil. I kind of sick people, of the same people thing. Have called me, people have called me a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Call me whatever you want, so go ahead. But yeah, no, no, I agree with you. No, go ahead. But the thing is, though, I don't know what, what can we possibly say that, like, I have no I, idea how they I could mean, be in that. I mean, who could who could have seen when Ocarina of Time was coming out? I, I mean, I really think it was a big surprise to a lot of people just how good that that game was going into the 3D realm and not knowing exactly what mechanics Nintendo was going to use to make that really just gel together so well. It was just such a fascinating experience that even though it wasn't the Super Nintendo or the first Zelda I played, it really did bring back a lot of those discovery and oh and ah moments that I remember from first playing the, the Zelda games. We haven't had had those in a long time. Couple I see, of so, 
then and there. What's so my next? analogy earlier about the jump from Metroid to Metroid Prime already happened with Ocarina of Time. I guess it's just Basically. been so long I forgot that. Yeah, that's basically what it. Yeah, that's basically what it was, and um, it was a big jump. But it it wasn't just the jump to the 3D, but it was just um, how well it was executed and how well it worked with all the other elements, and it really drew you into the Zelda Zelda world. Now the formula's kind of gotten stale, and part of it is the Wii graphics really don't hold up compared to some of the more modern platforms. But they need something, and I just – I don't know exactly what that is, but they need to, to reinvent that discovery of, ooh, ah, this is a new world. This is something that I, I want to go out and discover and spend my time just getting around this world and discovering it. So Link I, I needs think, to be a sandbox game. I think Wind Waker did a decent job of that, except the problem was that sailing just took too long. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would think maybe Wind Waker, but instead of like a sailboat, you get like a, a motor-powered battleship. A motor powered, so like uh, that's Phantom Hourglass, actually. (laughs) You get a steam powered battleship. Um, Steam powered battleship, but like something fast, and you just. I I I love Zelda with the sense of exploration. I would hate to be just sort of like shuffled from one dungeon to the next. Yeah, I mean, if this comes, if this next game comes across as derivative, it's going to kill it. It it just is. I think for a lot of people, the perfect Zelda game is going to be three D dot game heroes. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. Um, but you know, someone in the chat room so, they suggested, oh, what, what, Manny? I was oh. just going to say, so to make the perfect Zelda game, what we really need to do is make a uh, new Lego Zelda. Oh goodness, <laughs> yeah. steampunk Zelda, <laughs> which would be dot game. So, what about Zelda with Natal? Uh, <laughs> wow, Microsoft <laughs> bought Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would that work? Um, Good you morning, have, you, have, Link. you have to like have a treasure chest in your room to like open treasure chests, and you have to hold yeah. the thing over your head for you to take the item into your over into into your oven inventory. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I really you know, do want that sound effect to play when I put my hands up over what, my head. That would be you, fun. When you walk into the room and you boot up the game, to tall greet you. Good morning, Link. Unfortunately, <laughs> we cannot play until you put on the proper attire. Oh, Go you back have to and come wearing. <laughs> you need to wear tights. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I love though is like um, a lot of the sort of uh, Assassin's Creed Two kind of innovation. Sort of like I would love to see. I remember the Castle Town. It was fun to walk around, but it was like really only three places to go inside, right? Yeah. I would love to see sort of like uh, Assassin's Creed 2 or GTA style city, like this big open city where you can just walk around, interact with your characters. Does and then Nintendo go on even to... have anybody who knows how to do such a thing? No, and it's not on the Wii either. So never mind. Oh my gosh, Assassin's Creed 2 Zelda. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would I play love that. that. Zelda, Zelda grows up. She's a stealth agent. <laughs> Grant of Zelda. <laughs> I will find you, Zelda. I promise. Ganondorf. Huh? Ganon? Who are you? you I'm, I'm your same. <laughs> I'm it's got to be voiced by David Hayter, though. <laughs> You're working to save the villagers, but you always have the option to turn around and stab them in the back for their horse. <laughs> Epona. Huh? <laughs> No, no I think we're wishing for the impossible. It. It's like us wishing for like for uh, Pokemon to grow up a bit or something. I know. It, we're still waiting <laughs> for that Pokemon MMO. Good luck. 
Uh, how about the MMO we are going to get, which is the Old Republic? Uh, and Bioware has said we're going to get it this year, or not this year, next year, <laughs> 2011. So spring 2011. Um, <laughs> as the one-up writer Steve Watts puts it, the sound you're hearing is millions of fans' voices crying out in terror and then being suddenly silenced. <laughs> oh, so much for it coming out this year. Um. That's okay. Plenty more time to play Cataclysm. Yeah, there's yeah Cataclysm will be. Or yeah, if you don't like that, maybe you like your Pokemon. You can play that in March. That's right. We know it's going to be coming out now in March. Says Nintendo. So March fourteenth. March fourteenth. Yeah, I, right in the middle of the of second Christmas. Yep, and it comes with a Pokewalker. So there you go. <laughs> get get your ass out of the house and start walking around, you fat slob. That's right. You've always wanted to take Pikachu with you, and now you can everywhere you go. Aw, Pika! It has to just randomly say that in your pocket, and you slap it and say, shut up, before I take your battery out. Are you Aww, happy to see me without a Pokeball in your pocket? Is this, <laughs> is, this, is this the remake of the Game Boy one yes, or something? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, the Game Boy Color a remake ones. of Gold and Silver. Yep. Why? Yeah, because... Because it'll sell three million copies. Obviously, <laughs> yes, as it did. <laughs> just, just. Yeah, and of course, there'll probably be a crystal as well, right? That was the follow-up to the gold and silver, right? Well, I don't know because they didn't make a, a, a lightning yellow when they remade Fire Red and Leaf Green. Oh, they didn't. Oh, okay. Hmm. And this one already has everything that Platinum had. It has the Battle Frontier. It has um, it has all of Johto and all of Kanto. So there's like sixteen gems. It's basically like two games. Yeah, that was the thing about Gold and Silver is that they had Johto and Kanto. So, yeah. That's a lot. So, if it, it's better than Platinum, so go for it. And your Pokemons can now follow you when you walk around. Isn't that great? Yeah. Which you haven't <laughs> been able to do in a lot of games by now. Oh, wait, well, you have. You sold me. Let me go pre order my copy. Yeah. 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 All right, I think it's time for Picks of the Week. Poo poo poo. No? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first? No one. Anna does. Anna Anna does. Yeah. Anna. We sold you Um, out, Anna. Well, my pick is going to be kind of funny. Because I'm going to pick Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, me, Me and Ian were in Brandon, Manitoba for Christmas and we were busy like every day with people, but a lot of times we'd have like the morning where we weren't really doing anything. And I got sick for two days and I ended up spending two days in bed being very bored. So we picked up um, Sam and Max season one because we had a $10 off coupon from when we bought Monkey Island and Sam and Max season one was really good. So we bought Sam and Max season two. Because when you bought season one, season two was ten dollars off. Nice. And we finished season two two days ago, and it was Trogdor Day. So Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people was ten dollars off. So we bought that. <laughs> so you have lots of adventure games now. So yeah, I've been playing adventure games, and yeah, we play them together. It's it's awesome because yeah, we just we meld really well in the way we think about games because. For example, we were playing the fifth episode of season two of Sam and Max, and 
an old pong card, uh, an old pong game was trying to beat someone else doing fiddling. And Ian said to me, well, how come you don't just put in another cartridge? And I said, okay, where's another game cartridge? He says they're down in the they're down in the sewers. So we hopped down to the sewer. Of course, we, we can't pull <laughs> we can't pull one out there. And I said, wait a minute. I climbed out of the sewer and I walked over to the crack in the sidewalk, and I put down my line of paper clips and fished up one of the cartridges. Gosh, <laughs> of course, because that's obvious. <laughs> So, you know, each of us got different parts of the puzzle. You know, he figured out the cartridge. Mm -hmm. I knew where it was. You know, he wanted me to click on it down from the sewer, but I just fished it up out of the crack. So, yeah, and Strong Bad seems to be working the exact same way. Um, You have the, uh, what are those accident-prone girls called in the Strong Bad comic? Please tell me someone here watches Strong Bad. Um, I don't know. Are you talking about Teen Girl Squad? Yes, Teen oh. Girl Squad. And, the ugly one. Uh, the ugly one. Um, you had you have a little mini game for Team Girl Squad, and that you have to kill all four members of the Team Girl oh, Squad no. <laughs> within six panels. Yeah. And you get like uh, a set amount of actions that are down at the bottom, like kiss and put on perfume and put on hairspray and stuff like that. And so, each of us got two of the girls to die. Nice. Yes. It's, it's, so they're very fun to play. That's so, you, that's so adorable that you're working together <laughs> on it. Yeah, just if you like puzzle games, definitely pick up uh, SBCG4AP. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the Monkey Island ones if you haven't gotten those yet. Yes. So that's my pick. STBA4. Did we just launch a nuclear missile? SBCG4AP. Strong bad's cool game for attractive people. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Phil, it's your turn. No, I'm pretty sure it's yours. No, I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> nice turnaround, uh, Manny. Just go. <laughs> All righty. All right. So um, I know I'm a little late to the party, but uh-huh. I did start a uh, Bioshock this week. Ooh. Well, that's I figured Bioshock pick. <laughs> it was. It's been sitting on my. Sh- it's been sitting on my shelf for a long time. I figured I might as well play it now before Bioshock Two comes out and it, it, it's spoiled. Uh, can I just ask? Does anybody have any RPGs <laughs> as their picks Bi- or anti picks? I, I, I sort week? of do. Okay. I, I was gonna say. I was gonna about to compare Bioshock and how much. Oh, like, all right, all right. Feels like. Go ahead. It's, go ahead. I could see the System Shock roots for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Have you played it? No. Anyone here? I played the demo. Yeah. Yeah. I played. I played Bioshock. Isn't it? I mean, it feels almost like Fallout Three, just like a little bit there and a little bit like uh, System Shock. But you know, of course, the focus is all in action, and really, the only place you really uh, customize your skills with the the atom and the and the what's it called, the plasmids. Yeah, and that's something I've been actually discussing um, my with with my pick, which is Mass Effect. Um, is is how is how a lot of modern RPGs are just really blending in those FPS and, and where does where does it stop being an, uh, uh, an RPG just because of like Borderlands it has some elements and become a first person shooter? Where exactly does that line get drawn? You know, even in, in Modern Warfare 2, the multiplayer yeah. mode, it's like there's a million things to level up and you're constantly getting up experience points to upgrade this or upgrade that. 
Yeah. So, so is it is it really just an RPG because it has some story elements, or at some point it lets you make a decision or two? I, I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah, so I guess that's. Like, I mean that uh, that also my answer why Kawazu thinks uh, Crystal Bears is a. Uh, is an RPG and Square Enix calls Crystal Bears an RPG when a lot of RPG gamers don't think so. Seem to think so. Mm-hmm. There you go. All so right. anyway, I thought I thought it was fun. Yeah, well, of course it's Bioshock. <laughs> Who doesn't think Bioshock's fun? Apparently, Master Chief, as we've just learned in the chat room. All right, um, how about you, uh, Phil? Well, like I said, I've been playing um, Mass Effect for our little challenge or Ooh. whatnot. It- I've mm-hmm. been playing Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Here we go. As Here has we go. Fire Mist. We all have been. We've been doing our Mass Effect January challenge. Mm-hmm. We're not very and... far, though. <laughs> no, not really. But <laughs> oh, oh. I am... Before you do this, though, um, is it safe to say that the statute of limitations on Mass Effect spoilers is gone? No! Because no, we no, haven't, no. I've yeah. played it for the no, first I mean, time. As far, as far as you guys are playing, I mean, we'll 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 uh, talk about this what you guys experienced up to the point that you guys are at right now. Oh. No, because one of us could be further ahead than the other one. Well, I no, can tell no. you where I'm at. No story spoilers. Oh, okay, no. I just well, got just... out of the Citadel and I'm floating around space doing some missions. Okay, that's that's good. That's all right. That's not. Very I kind of knew. Right? I kind of knew that was going to happen anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> where are you? <laughs> I'm on the. I'm still trying to you figure still my, in the way citadel? <laughs> my way around the sticky <laughs> citadel. It's so big. Wow. Running, running around. <laughs> I figured quest. you'd be so far ahead of us, but no. All right. No, so at the very yeah, least, that took me the... like that took me hours to do the citadel. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still in a citadel, and and you know, and I will confess that I've I've unfortunately been getting drugged into World of Warcraft a little bit more than normal um, since I had a new friend join and whatnot. And I, but anywho, yeah, Mass Effect, um, we're yeah, just having a lot of fun with that, and definitely that's kind of interesting conversation we were having as far as you know, when I'm in the game. Um, I don't know. I know the stats. I mean, I know somehow the combat is driven with the stats behind the scenes, but I really kind of feel like I'm playing a first-person shooter, and I'm playing a soldier. Um, I went with the default all the way on this. Yeah, you have to be playing on PC if you think it feels like a first-person shooter. Yeah, I'm sitting there with the mouse, and I'm aiming, and I'm taking shots, and I'm hiding behind cover. And some of them hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's how the battle system in this game works. You you aim, you take shots, and sometimes they hit. <laughs> I I I guess you know. Well, what happens is there's that you know there's that little aiming circle that if yep. you take too many shots in a row, that circle gets bigger and bigger, and your shot can go anywhere in that circle, and and you can get better control over that. I guess as you level up and you you pick certain talents or whatever. But um, I I. I, but I mean, definitely, if I was to take if, and I don't want to take anything away from it, because definitely one of the strongest points of the game is the conversations and the choices you can make and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if I was just to focus on the combat, I really would be asking myself, am I really just playing, you know, uh, in uh, some sort of you know first person shooter? I mean, I think I remember in Grand Theft Auto where if you kept shooting, especially while you're running, that reticle would get bigger and half your shots would miss anyways. The only difference here is I somehow got stats behind the scenes driving some of it. At least with Fallout, um, you had that. At least you could always go into that. What was it? That one mode. That. That. Yeah. yeah. You always have a consistent targeting better. system. Yeah, and for that brief period of time, you know that was all stat driven, and and yep. it felt like an RPG, and you're picking your body parts and stuff, and you know, and a lot of times when I was playing Fallout, I, I wouldn't even do much first person. I would just wait for that to recharge, and then you know, cover, go behind some car, wait for that to yeah. recharge, go back out, and do some some headshots. 
so, but this one is pretty much you've got to sit there and, and aim and get behind cover, and it seems to make a big difference when you're behind cover versus not behind cover and stuff. So aside from that, it's it's interesting how – you know, we started off with the with the gold box series of D and D games where everything was very tactical. We moved on to Baldur's Gate, which which introduced the real time elements that could be paused at any time, but you know, for the most part, the combat was real time. And then we went to Knights of the Old Republic. It was three D. It was more, it was faster paced. And now we're up to um, uh, you know these games like Bioshock and Fallout Three and, and stuff that are almost you know starting to really feel more and more like first person shooters. Well, Bioshock but- isn't an RPG though, so. It is a first-person shooter first. Well, well and maybe um, Borderlands would probably be another example. Is that an RPG or a first-person shooter? You decide. Jury's out. Okay. I think that is so a I got much a question. better choice. Yeah. Uh, yes, so are you cover Bioshock? Um, I don't think so. It's, it's I, I, slightly too far from System Shock. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that. I will say that. So normally that would be a big turnoff to me because I'm more into the. I like my my battle strategic and tactical and whatnot more than anything else in my RPGs. So normally this would be a big huge turnoff for me. But the story and the graphics and the characters are more than making up for it. You could have picked another class and had that strategy you wanted. Like you could have picked a, um, one of the biotic classes or one of the what's the other one called? Tech the one or who something. uses. Yeah, biotic and tech. You could have been uh, freezing enemies. You could have been uh, throwing them in the air and then shooting them while they're, while they're suspended. There's a lot of things I'll, you could have done. I'll be honest. I didn't know exactly how the gameplay was going to work out when I first started up, and I just went uh-huh. with, with default all the way because I wanted. Uh, I had heard a little bit about the story, and I wanted to go Wait, with the default shepherd. So you you didn't customize your own shepherd. I didn't customize. I didn't pick a chick or anything like that. No, I just how disappointing. Stick. I mean, half the fun is seeing the character you built and carrying them through the entire trilogy, right? No, I got tired of building faces. I I'm tired of building faces. I don't want to. Build you went with default face. shepherd too. I went with the default shepherd looks. If I chose my class and everything, and my if background it's a bit, story. If it's a bit more of an open ended game like uh, Oblivion or something like that. Um, then I guess I'm more into making my own character. Honestly, you but... know what it is? I couldn't build a shepherd I wanted to look at <laughs> when <laughs> yeah. I tried to do it. So I went with the That's default true. one because, you know, you know, I can stand to look at him throughout the game. <laughs> yeah, I think he's kind of ugly, honestly. I, I, well, he's a lot better looking than the stuff I was making. <laughs> I don't know. Kiro, remember Kiro? He was telling me that he made a pretty hot Asian chick. His word's not mine. I didn't try to make a girl. Maybe that's my problem. That's what's weird. I have a guy shepherd. Michael has a girl shepherd. What we've been doing is Skyping each other and kind of having our own version of Xbox Live chat while we play. So it's fun to he hears my guy shepherd talking, and then I hear his girl shepherd talking. It's like, wow, those are very – it's weird to hear those same lines delivered by a different person. Yeah, from what I hear, everyone prefers the female voice actor to the main shepherd. Okay. Okay, so I have to ask, what origin story did you guys pick? I, I was uh, born on Earth, which means I was an orphan. I'm a spacer war hero. A spacer war hero. Oh, I'm a space. I think I'm a survivor. I survived. What'd you th- and he, you chose the, he chose the default, so he is... Um, doesn't that mean that he's Earth-born and... Um, or were you born in a colony, Phil? You know, I just hit default. I, you know, I, I didn't even pay attention to. I just hit, hit play game now. I, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure exactly what his origin is. I didn't think it was like Dragon Age Origins where I had to pay attention to it. 
will affect like certain characters from your past will come up in I can't uh, remember later. what it is. I, I think I think the colonel mentioned me coming from Earth and mentioning something colonist about sur- and soul survivor is what. Yeah, about is. I was just about to say he mentioned something about me surviving through something really big and nasty, being the only person who got through it or something. Yeah, you would have heard in that first thing. Okay, so have you, so now that you guys have your characters and you're you're on the ship. Oh, he's Earthborn. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we're on the ship. Yep. Oh, and you go down to your first mission on what was the name of the planet? Eden Prime. Yeah. Did I did what I mention you... that I'm in the Citadel still? Yeah, in, you you there. did this. You did Eden Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm only, right. I'm, that's why we established where you are. So I, we're not going to talk about any more than where you went to. Yeah. Okay. He, so what yeah, I was down on the planet. Mission? I thought I, I, you know, I, I honestly felt like I was almost doing something from Grand Theft Auto, except I didn't get anything to steal. I was running around shooting things, ducking behind cover. I, I honestly thought to myself, this doesn't, you know, with the combat portion, this doesn't really feel like an RPG. Now later on, you get to meet and talk with some people, and you get to make choices. And I'm supposing that my choices are affecting their response to me. Oh yeah, and there's that- an entire section of that of that planet that I missed because uh, you know the first. Lock that you're supposed to hack. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that it was a timing button. I, I looked away, and by the time I looked back, it was. It said, "Uh, you ran out of metagel and Omni gel. Now I can't hack it oh. or hacking gel, Omni gel. So you couldn't so talk I, to the people. There's two people in there, and those yeah. two people yeah. lead you to a side quest where you get to rescue a whole bunch of party survivors. I didn't know that even existed. I just walked oh, past. Oh, there is. It's oh, not. No, I, it's not that big of a side quest. I talked to two people, and I don't. Did they open up something for me to say? Uh, they, there's like one other building that you open up based on what they said, and it's not that uh-huh. big. It, it's not like a whole new area. Not that I saw. Hmm. Unless I also missed it somehow, even though I talked to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember they gave me something to do, and I went and I did it, and it was like, okay, I talked to these guys, great. And I talked to the guy down at the docks, hiding behind the boxes. Yeah. What are you going to do? What about the enemies, like the husks? Those guys just run right at you. Yeah, what about them? I don't know. I I, what, was... what are we supposed to... Wow, those are enemies, and they are run those at the you. Guys I, don't know that what kill... I, I, I did die once after we went, I think it was, we went on a train or train tracks or something, and we you had to run up these stairs and defuse these bombs, yeah. and there was these three guys who kind of rushed us, so even though I was behind cover, he just ran right at me, came out, and shot me in the head or something, and I oh, died. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. yeah, it and took was... my shields down. I had ducked down. I had to wait for my shields to regen, but then we were able to get them down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, I, yeah. The Reavers are kind of weird. Or not the Reavers. Um, the Geth. Whatever they're called. The things that... The Geth the and the Husks. Yeah. I was just asking about the enemies in general. Like, Did you guys actually enjoy fighting them? I don't know. Um, it was easier to fight the floating flying ones than the, mm-hmm, the floating mm-hmm, flying yeah. things in Halo 2. I like the floating things. They don't not fight Halo back. Two, but, uh, stand there and get shot. No, not those. Not oh, the gas sorry. bags. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just... Never I was just saying I did like them. They, they just sat there and got shot. They were great target practice. I haven't had any good fights yet that I really feel the AI is good. It, it doesn't seem like a very balanced system. It's, it seems I like see. a system where you, you duck behind boxes and peek out and just whittle your opponents down every time. Otherwise this... you die. Yeah, this just seems to me to go off in the direction. I remember, you know, I remember going from Gold Box to, as I said before, Baldur's Gate and then Knights of the Old Republic. And I remember in Knights of the Old Republic, 
um, I really just felt like there was less and less strategy. I just went through and just bull bullhorned my way through most of the battles. It wasn't until I think the last battle that I had to pause a few times. It just everything was just pretty pretty darn straightforward to get the job done. Now with this game, I think it's going to be uh, even even more so. I might have to pause every once in a while and do a heal or do a shield or you know a special ability that does one of those things. But other than that, I really don't see how. You know, trying to get the characters to go over here and here and here. I, I remember, you know, with Baldur's Gate and the Gold Box D and D games, you really had to position your characters exactly and plan, put some thought into where everyone was going to be at, and your thief going around doing the backstab and stuff. Here, it's just a free for all, really. It just seems so, like. So I guess the part that you really enjoy then is when you finally got to the Citadel and really got to do all the character development. Yeah, the the the, the conversations. The uh, again, I'm not a really big critic of voice acting, but it seemed pretty good to me. Um, the, the graphics are real nice and, and, and just trying to find out about the characters and the races and their backgrounds and stuff. It's, uh, it really appeals to me cause I like, I like science fiction. So, uh, so are you doing that, a lot of the that, side quests? Uh, I've been doing a few. Yeah. That's uh, so any memorable ones so far or anything? Um, I I, I I like the I like the, 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 the lady. I see I'm not too good with names and stuff, but the lady that's the console I think she is. Um, or whatever have you. Yeah, a very uh Vestia, I don't know what her name is. Yeah, the, the, she's the, cute. <laughs> the console translucent computer hologram. Man, she's cute. No, 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 no. She isn't a hologram, the consort. It's the consort. Oh, the consort, her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think the way that was all set up, where you go in and you, the, the, the acting and the the way they set everything up, it, it's it's very good. Yeah, I'm still missing. Yeah, I'm still missing a party member. Um, oh, who? Do you, do you know who you're missing? Um, I don't have any Asaris on my team. I figure it'll be an Asari because I have one of every other race. Oh, you get her on a separate uh, one of the main story missions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'm assuming it's the one I can have sex with. Oh, you can actually the concert you was talking about. You can actually have sex with her. Oh, neat! Like um, when you when you go talk to the general, yeah. and you come back, and she and, you, and she'll offer to say some some kind words to you, right? Yeah. If you if you say, "Gee, thanks a lot," that's all I get, and she'll be like, "Well, there's something else I can give you." <laughs> I was oh, trying to be all paragon, but I guess I should. Yeah, and then all paragon. Yeah, I was. And it's like a dramatic sex scene. Say what? I thought elves were more your style. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to let you live that day. I know. <laughs> I, uh, found, I found Zevran fan fiction on Bioware's website yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't searching for it. I was on their bot social network site. And like up on the right, it's like Zevran fan fiction, chapter five. Like, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't need Zevran fan fiction. <laughs> Wow, you're so sexy. Don't you like my uneven boots? Did you say fan service or man service? Fan service. Oh, Oh, I love Rex. He's my favorite party member so far. That's what I've decided. You can actually skip past him, can't you? Yeah, I think you could, yeah. Did you get Rex, uh, Phil? Mm, Phil's dead. He's a large, bulking creature in red armor. He's a Krogan. Oh. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> you you won't miss Rex. <laughs> He's a great voice actor. I, 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 I got the two default people, and don't ask me what their names are, because I have no Ashley idea. Ashley and Kaiden. <laughs> it's the chick and the guy. That's how I know them. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't really use them so far. Yeah. 
No, in fact, that's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm thinking to myself, gosh, I hope I get to switch out these two guys with some more interesting characters at some point. Yeah. I like Turians. Yeah, the alien races are really nice. I They, they look really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, did you take the time to download Bring Down the Sky for your copy? Yes, thank you very much. Okay. Um, somebody, I don't know if it was you or Miss. Michael I think it was might have missed. done that. Yeah, it really... Yeah, Mike. Our copies that we bought off Steam were like non-functional until we went through the effort of downloading and installing Bring Down the Sky. It made yeah. the game work. wasn't quite as bad as trying to do that whole Witcher download we were talking about last week, <laughs> um, but it did require a couple of steps. Michael felt it was harder than the Witcher download. What? <laughs> Even though no. I sat there and did it for him, basically. I figured it all oh, out. Jeez. <laughs> Holy cow, know. you got you got to go to Cordell University to figure out how to do that Witcher download. <laughs> it's like a 20-step process. Anytime you have a graphic that's reminiscent of that Final Fantasy XI um, <laughs> login <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else we should say about Mass Effect other than it um, looks really I'm just curious. awesome? <laughs> how far are you – in case any we have any listeners who want to play along, do you, have any, you guys have any idea how far you're going to play it in the next session? I don't know. I, I'm getting hampered by Michael's foot injury. He injured his ankle, so he can't go downstairs and play on the computer that has Mass Effect. Mm. It's a long story. Uh, it's a long Michael story. But uh, um, what about you, Phil? Are you going to put a lot of time into it this week? Mm, I'm, a, I'm definitely going to try to put in five to ten hours because um, I really need to get that knocked out. I want to beat it so, before the second one comes out, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't. I don't think I'm going to quite make that deadline because I've been doing all the side quests, and you know, yeah. So your and goal I, for next week is to get off the Citadel. <laughs> that would, yeah. Well, that would, yeah, probably. Boy, yeah, I'm not too good with these big, big, huge buildings. I mean, you're talking to two people who haven't stuff. played it before, so it's hard for us to give you like a. Oh, really? Uh, I, then, was it Michael? Point. Michael played it played before. The, yeah. I'm oh, the, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm so the I can't guy, tell you, like, I expect to get X, Y, Z. I don't know. <laughs> I'm the guy I'm the guy who kept getting lost in um, in Undercity and Agrimar, you know, when I first got into Warcraft. So trying to figure my way around the Citadel was taking me a, taking me a little time. Yeah, what, what she said. Oh, There's an R actually in there. Orgrimmar. Yeah, what she said. It's like Orzammar, only mm-hmm. Warcraft instead of Dragon Age. <laughs> and seriously, there's a city called Orzammar in, in Dragon Age. It's like, hello, people. Orgrimmar, anyone? No? Orgrimmar? All right. There was, there was this one. Um, it was a, I did a random dungeon uh, with my 45 uh, priest, and oh uh, we died, and we had to run back to the instance entrance to retrieve our bodies. Did and, you? Yeah. And you have to go through this stupid maze-like cave. Thirty minutes later, I'm still looking for the stupid instance entrance you because were I just lost. <laughs> I, I I don't remember. Which this one is what was. scares me about Anna. From that description, <laughs> she knows what dungeon you are running. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Laura. <laughs> I- I just know you go into this cave and and I'm looking for the entrance and I'm going left, right, up, down, looking at the map. Just for oh, life, you need to go up, up, down, out. down, left, right, left, right. B A start. B A start. Yeah. <laughs> finally, finally, somebody else wasn't even in our group because the group had left. It was since it was a wipe. Half the people just you know rage quit. Um, 
And luckily, somebody else, I guess, was doing that dungeon had died and was doing a body run. And I caught them running by, and I just followed them all the way. So that was very helpful because yeah, I was – that's Marauding. <laughs> yeah, I was lost. So I'll, I'll figure out the Citadel eventually. All right. Well, um, I guess that leaves, means it's my turn. Uh, my pick or my – my pick with extraordinary cautions, since I'm very early on into it, will be Star Trek Online. Mostly so I have an excuse to talk to you about Star Trek Online. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier... So, the- Chris, <laughs> what color is your shirt? My shirt is red. <laughs> I have a red Ooh. shirt. I, I don't know if that's a good color, my friend. <laughs> I chose it on purpose. So my, my goal of this was Tuesday, the beta came out. It was all hype, 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 get a code. And I got everyone to get a code, and we were going to play together. I'm still the only person I know that's actually played the game out of me, Michael, and Anna. And uh, I have, uh, I, the plan was I would be the red shirt, and I would die a lot, and they would help me win. And um, so now I'm just the red shirt, which, you know, that's not a good plan. Um, so <laughs> if anyone... Uh, Manny, you you found this earlier in the week, but One Up has a great um, game night video showing their entire run through the first tutorial mission. So if you just want to check yeah. it out, you could go watch that over there, and they uh, make fun of it while they're playing it. It's good, uh, entertaining. Uh, so basically, Star Trek Online, you get to play a Federation person, no only Federation right now in the beta. You go in, you get a character creator, and it's kind of like Champions Online, where you have way more sliders than you ever want to deal with. Um, and so I just made a Vulcan who has a faux hawk and a large dwarvish beard. Um, because, you know, I figured why can't a Vulcan have a large dwarvish beard? And, uh, his name is Wasop. So, Wasop. <laughs> you Such can actually deep. have three names. So I, his, his full name is Hey Man, What's Up? Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> Such a deep Vulcan name. I'm flying the USS Crumbelievable. And we're trekking across the universe in the crumbelievable. And it's it's awesome, except that, you know, I don't know. I haven't really played much of it. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I, I guess I've been very pleased in the character creation process and having me make something that's like a, a dream's hallucination. But I don't know how the gameplay really is at this point. You know, I, I went ahead and did the... Uh, did the uh, tutorial mission, which places you on a Borg attack. So it, plenty of action going on. Run around, learn what you're doing, rescue some people on a ship, go fight the board, the end, get your own co- field promotion to be a captain. Oh, spoiler, everyone's a captain. You know, Future Borg are so weak. Yeah, Future Borg really suck, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone has the capability of being a captain, but you could only be a captain to people lower than your rank. No, uh, anyone who's in charge of a ship is a captain. Is yes. how it works. So but if, if you're you that are, kind of say, a commander, yeah. you can only have people that are lower than that rank. If you are a lieutenant commander, you can have commanders and below Maybe people on your yeah. crew. Yeah. Okay. So is that how that works? Um, yeah. That's I, I don't just know. an important point because if you're playing with a bunch of friends and one of them really wants to be the captain, that one person better be ahead of everyone else in promotions. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm still an Ensign 2. I don't know how you can be level 2 of an Ensign, but that's what I'm at. Um, I, I really don't understand how the rank system works yet, except um, I know it's related to your level. Ensign Junior Grades and Ensigns and Junior Ensigns. Oh, so I've got a while to go until I hit Lieutenant, apparently. <laughs> apparently you can get Lieutenant within the first five hours of the game. Okay. You get Lieutenant Junior Grade, though. Okay, so I get crappy Lieutenant. Um, how long do you get Admiral? <laughs> Quite a long time, time. <laughs> and there's you can only have a certain number of admirals at any given time. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So what happened? It's, you get fired? For those of you who used to play old, old World of Warcraft, it was like the old, old battle system where you could only oh, have one yeah. brand one. control in any given week. Yeah, that was a great idea. That that really worked great. <laughs> Congratulations yeah, for being promoted to Me and Ian were looking over fired. it and we were like, I'm not sure this is going to work. Nah. Nah. I don't know. Um, so anyway, I've got a ship, and I get to do quests for a bunch of people, including a guy who's descended from the original Sulu. So, yay, weird references for showing up in uh, not-so-weird places. Um, I tried to go visit Ryza and get some pleasure statues or whatever they were called. The Horgon. Horgon, to get the Horgon statue. Couldn't land on Ryza. I was really disappointed. It kind of ruined my night. It's like, I was so excited. I'm at Ryza! There was another guy there, too. I was like... Well, I guess He's I can't like, do anything. Let's get some space chicks. <laughs> 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 so I said, all right, screw this. I'm going to Deep Space Nine. No, nah, I can't go into that se- section of space yet. <laughs> it's like, what the heck, people? So I, I don't know how to get to... Um, I, can't, I can't go to any place interesting. So all they've got is the whole like normal quadrant of space that Starfleet is in and stuff. Um, so I, I'm planning, once I can get some people to play with, we're going to go to Vulcan and reek a, reap a red rune or something. I don't know. Um, and then I guess if you get really high level, you can open up Klingons and do stuff. I don't really understand it. Um, I know you can sign up for a, a lifetime subscription. If you pre yeah. it from Impulse, you can get a Targ. <laughs> a Targ. Yes, I want my very own Targ. Where do you use pets? Do no they idea. follow you around? I don't know. Um, I don't I have... know... No, you know what I, I don't, also don't understand is how party play works yet. That's something I was hoping to have figured out to tell you, but I really don't know how teaming up. I know how if you're teaming up with ships, it makes sense. You know, you have a party leader, you're all in your ships, and you go and you blow stuff you up. You can together. actually makes party sense. multiple vessels as well. Multiple vessels? Mm-hmm. All right, multiple vessels. Yeah, looking for nuclear vessel. Vessel, yes. <laughs> um, when you do a ground mission, whoever the mission owner is, you can build an away team. Of players and NPCs. Okay. Okay, so you can have basically three of your friends in a party then? I with don't you? know what party size is. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out, how your NPCs... Because um, something that you build up for yourself are um, bridge officers, which are NPCs that are with you that can go on to away teams so you can do the missions um, by yourself um, just with you playing. Um, but I didn't understand how it worked with other human beings, and apparently they take the spots of the bridge officers, it sounds like. That's right. what Anna's saying. So, um, and the I... other important thing to mention is that you have personal skills, and then you have what I can only really describe as auras. Because man, you know a lot about this game for not having played it. <laughs> I was reading stuff. Okay, I was reading a lot of stuff this week right. about a bunch of games. But um, what you do is when you level up in skills, um, you have both skills that will personally affect you and skills that affect the people around you. So even if you're a captain, if you have like points in engineering skills, that will actually help your engineering bridge officers. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, that's good. They, they didn't give like practical examples, but they gave an overall idea. Yeah, I have a, a, a bunch of... The problem with this game is I can't figure out how it's skill-up system. I don't know what to put my points into. It's really hard to figure out what's best. Well, at this and point. I think it's also important to point out that you get massive, massive numbers of skill points. Oh, okay. Like one of the pre-order bonuses, I can't remember from where, is 500 skill points. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that would be quite a bit. 
And I get the impression that skill points might be something in their cash shop. Hmm. Which concerns me a little. That's why I'm sort of like, I'm not sure I want to play this game. Because it sounds a little like pay to win. Mm. Yeah, so you have cash shop and subscription, which is an interesting model. And um, I don't know. Uh, more info as we have it. But uh, I don't know if the beta codes are all gone now, but try and get one. Check it out. You got till the 26th, I think, and to play it. Um, 24th. 24th. Uh. And then the if you've pre-ordered it, the head starts is the weekend of the 29th. Okay. The game officially comes out on the 2nd, I believe. I'm hoping to get some good... good um... Some good playtime out of it in beta because I really don't have an interest in playing it once it's retail at this point. But you know, we'll see. I'm disappointed that we didn't get some like press accounts because darn it, Cryptic should love us. Well, I don't think we asked them. <laughs> That's probably no. why. No, they should have offered. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right, hey, Cryptic. We're calling you out. We covered <laughs> City of before they had a publisher. We were covering City of in something like 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, like, when one of my friends on, like, Final Fantasy Mosh was like, hey, there's this City of Games, and you guys should consider covering it. Um, ultimately, yeah, so it's really too early for me to, to really say this game sucks or to say it's good. It, it feels like a beta MMO, so it feels kind of, like, meh right now. Um, except it has starships. Um, it, I think this game is really getting hindered for me because I can't explore deep space. And mm-hmm. I think that's just a symptom of the beta or something, but I don't know. Yeah, it's strange. This game focuses a lot on combat when Star Trek has really been about like, ex- exploration. Been about exploration. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So they, this should have like... And, and the way you navigate deep space is weird. It warps you into this abstract um, interstellar map where you just drive around and it's supposed to be simulating you moving across the universe at warp speed. Um, so you drive into a system and then you enter the system and then all of a sudden you're back in like the real world, I guess. Instead of being able to plot a course and show up somewhere um, and explore. And honestly, if you want to explore, I got to tell you, Eve's a little better for that. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? No one wants to play Eve. <laughs> And people want to play Star Trek. <laughs> so, mm. Or well, you can so, play Star Trek's alternate game, Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say, like, yeah, honestly, you're right. Play. I've been playing Star Trek and Mass Effect, and the one I play, want to play more around is, is, um, is Mass Effect. <laughs> so it's interesting to see two different takes on sci-fi. All right. So, yeah. yeah. So what? So you answered my question. Oh. What was I don't even remember what it was at this point. What was it? I at fell this point? Oh, you fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was messing with you. I did not fall asleep. Um, and I guess that brings us to Phil's deals of the week. Deals of the week. Did he prepare? Did you ever any? come up with like a? Did you ever come up with like a neat song for that or something? Hey to, you everybody, you get that. your hats. It's time for Phil's deals of the weeks. That's the no. crowdsource it, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think you need something there. I don't know, a little jingle. Hey, or fans, something. do you think we need a jingle? Well, here's your time to step up for RP Gamer. Make a jingle, and you could be featured on RPG Cast. 
deals of the week with See, Phil. There you go, man. That's how you do it. All right. Oh, I feel better now. Mm. Uh, now that we've had all that hype and everything, I can tell you that, that there's no as, deals. As far as RPGs goes, there's no deals in a week. I just, you made me do that whole spiel for nothing. I love it. Thank you. I, I want you to know it's not for lack of looking or anything, but GOG, Steam, Impulse, all the normal channels that I go to, just nothing going on. They, oh, wait, they've got they got a couple of sales, week. but. I Go do ahead. have one big um, – just this week, uh, Fable, 3, Fable 2 was, uh, has been re-released as a platinum title for the Xbox 360. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that, that that's pretty nice. I, I, if I had an X – Like 20 bucks. Uh, yeah. I mean if I, had an, if I had a 360, that's actually in my small list of reasons to eventually get a 360. Got like a list of games I would buy you know, if I ever got one for free or something. That would definitely be on that list. Yeah. It's gonna just fall out of the sky and fall into your lap. Hey, yeah. 360. I'm I'm kind of hoping. So, yeah, not no, but really, I didn't see anything. Okay, sorry. Um, anything <laughs> that might be interesting to RP gamers audience? No. Okay. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Now I could tell you about other games that are on sale, but nothing that would be interesting as far as they're, they're well, not. Well, that RPG. would be just as interesting as me yeah. doing random new releases. Um, oh, I forgot to do new releases this week, actually. Um, coming out next week, I guess. Um, no reason not to put it at the end of the show. It's what you get to look forward to: Glory of Heracles, Vandal Hearts, Flame of Judgment coming out on the Xbox, Valhalla Knights Two Battle Stance. Um, I. I can't be more excited for Valhalla Nights too. Um, anybody could even be picking up Vandal Hearts, the downloadable Vandal Hearts. I, I, um, yeah, I was a yeah, price I've, announced. Yeah, yeah, it was officially announced, and in what fact, we got sort of like a little scoop. What's the price? Oh, what's the scoop? Uh, we were the first ones to find out when it was going to be PS3 because originally people were reporting it was going to be PS3 on the same day as the 360, and no, nope, it's the day after. Ah, so on the 21st. Yes. Okay. With your uh, that's twenty first for North America on the PS3 Europe and Japan coming later. At some time. And it's twentieth across the world for. How much is it? Do you know? Fifteen dollars. Fourteen. Oh, that's really that's not bad. Yeah. Well, it's like what most uh, most XBLA games are coming out at. Yeah, but I mean, originally they were thinking twenty. Okay. Like, and it's pretty long. It's when we talked to them at E3, right. we were talking twenty dollars, and now it's fifteen. So, it's like a full feature. Ryan, who's been completely awesome during all of this, he's been like keeping us up to date and Who? feeding us information. Ryan, who's he's Ryan? One of the, guys in the game. He's one of the what? He's one of the guys that worked on the game. Okay. In what capacity? Yeah. Um, pretty much everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. The, I'm doing a little bit of everything, guy. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Very helpful. All right, go, go, Ryan. And go... 15 bucks, why not? It's, it's, it's like, what, how many missions they say? Like, 30 missions? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll wait like... for the demo. But Alright. It's looking... So, better. what else is coming out this week? I, it, oh, that's it, it? We covered it, all three. Oh! <laughs> Just right. those three things. <laughs> what are you going to say, Phil? I say, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it... I'm going to keep an eye out for early reviews and people's opinions and stuff, but unless it totally bombs, I'll, I'll definitely be picking that up. Can't go wrong with more strategy RPGs. I love strategy RPGs. Unless, of course, they're meant to look like a weird Cartoon Network show instead of the <laughs> mess that was Mental Hearts. 
Yeah. Well, I kind of like the little fountains of blood when they used to have them back in the day. You know, you stab yeah, somebody. Well, there. They're there? All right. You know, that she was says, awesome. She says they're At still there. So They were in E3. All right, good. I guess they that was the story. Yeah. If they're not still there, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, I'm looking at it, it feels like torchlight. It's like, it's just the wrong mm. tone. <laughs> All right. Regardless, that's coming out. Look forward to it. And that's it for our show. Um, uh, what do I have to say? I have to say hi to everybody in the chat room. Thanks for watching us there. Again, you can watch the chat room with us at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern every week. Leave forum feedback for us. Email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. Call our voicemail at whatever that number is, dot com, um, dot org, dot net, dot Nobody else on the show can ever remember it either. Nope. Nope. Not really. Mm-hmm. You guys. Six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. And um, we will see you next week. Also, leave us iTunes reviews. Those help us out so much. We really appreciate everyone who's left us an iTunes review or rating. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, please, and subscribe so we can get t- top of the list. Absolutely. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and we will see you next week. This is RPG Cast. We're all going to go play Mass Effect and Star Trek, I think. Um, and I don't know what else. I don't know what I'm going to go play Strong Bad. Strong Bad. All right. <laughs> see, you, see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.